7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Hey everybody, welcome to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the weekend edition, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, and joining me as always on the program, the one and only Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, also heard on the Tim Coromel Show. Hello, Joe. Hello. Boy, we had a close call here yesterday. Yeah? Wow. Yeah. What? Sister City, Wilkesbury. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> had a, a Trump viewing. Yeah, yeah, they had yes. a, a white nationalist rally. And they had those kids from The Shining. Oh, yeah, they did. Wow. They did, in Village of the Damned, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like Rain said, they kept multiplying. There was two, and then there was four. <laughs> yeah, it was really creepy. They, seriously, if nobody saw the pictures of the rally, there were so many like creepy kids that all looked alike behind them. And yeah, it was like, it was a sea of white. Oh, it was. And, you know, it's it's sad because that's the second disaster Wilkes-Barre has had in my lifetime. Uh, the worst since the 1972 flood. So, you know, I my my sympathies to Wilkes-Barre. Yeah. And, uh, and, and Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, is she, she did a quick reboot before we got on air because she was having some issues. So she'll be here with us uh, momentarily. Um, but now, Joe, you you know the big change uh, in your life. You 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 were just telling us on air before uh, before uh, we we uh, started the show. Uh, you you just applied for um, new card, right? Y- yes, yes, my uh, new uh, grocery ID card. Yeah, um, I don't like being patted down by the grocery clerks. No, um, who so- does? No, some of them are, you know, retired guys my age, and it's kind of creepy. Yeah. You know? And <laughs> go ahead. And, and and uh, you know, cavity searches by the guy collecting the carts in the parking lot, I, I don't get that. Yeah, yeah. And, and Not of course, gonna happen. this is all based on Donald Trump saying at a rally the other day, if you go out and you want to buy groceries, you need a picture on a card. You need ID. You do. Um, my response to that was after we found out about Paul Manafort's wardrobe was to to uh, send out a, a tweet and a Facebook post that was if you go out and you want to buy an ostrich jacket you need a picture on a card you need ID. <laughs> <laughs> what you need is a uh, mugshot <laughs> if you, you want to do that. Isn't it okay? Even though this is a lie, the way it, it's it's been fascinating to me with with trump and his supporters is they explain 
even though this is a lie, you know, I mean, just just basically say, well, you need, you know, if it were true, you would say, yeah, you need an ID to go buy groceries. But or, or you know, just say you, you need an ID to go buy alcohol or something like that. But they use the longest, most roundabout way to to make something so simple sound so fucking confusing. You know, you need a picture on a card. You need ID. <laughs> he could have just said, you need an ID. You need a picture on a card. <laughs> so, can we take like a, like, a baseball card? Uh, you know, a yeah, picture on a card. It has to be your picture. Yeah, just any any picture. Just find a picture, put it on a card. Maybe it could be a greeting card, like a Peanuts greeting card or something like that. You know, with a picture of Charlie Brown and Snoopy on the front. Maybe or, or Snoopy's long-lost brother, Spike. Maybe Scooby-Doo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, by the way, my wife has brought, <laughs> brought postage stamps with Scooby-Doo on them. Nice, nice. Oh, they're cool. But uh, who goes there? It is I. Rain from 4 Freedoms blog has joined us, everybody. She had a successful reboot. She's here with us now. Your sister from another mister. That's right. Um, are, did you, uh, are you wearing your ostrich jacket tonight? Um, no, I'm wearing ostrich pants. Oh, okay. I'm wearing and ostrich underpants. They're lovely because they have feathers in very special places. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I'm glad they, I'm not in the basement tonight. I have... Uh, ostrich ticklers. I have... Oh, no. I have, uh, actually, I have uh, ostrich underpants on covering my man fort. Nice. Wow. <laughs> I had an ostrich uh, jock strap once, but it kept pecking at me. Oh, see. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. Woo. You, you can't take a lot of pecking from one of those guys. No. They're, so, they're mean peckers. Oh, they are. Deadly peckers. Yep. <laughs> the, de- the deadliest pecker. <laughs> it's a new reality show, The Deadliest Peckers. <laughs> yes. Deadliest Peckers. Oh, God. Yes. On TBS. Goats. I was listening to MSNBC today, mm-hmm. and it was actually really good coverage, but it was hysterical because they mm-hmm. literally brought on a fashion consultant. <laughs> oh, my God. And. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it really wasn't bad coverage, but the fashion consultant was basically saying, yeah, he doesn't buy that stuff because it's good clothing. Because all <laughs> that's really bad. <laughs> Are you saying, saying... You know, he buys it because it's, you know, a status symbol to show how much money he spends on clothes. It and is pretty ugly. It, that fucking jacket, that ostrich jacket, oh. it looks like something from... I don't know, man. It reminded me of something like from Members Only. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, only if you're if, an ostrich. <laughs> if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, because Paul Manafort's been on trial and everything, there's been a lot of things released about his lavish lifestyle. And um, the, the, it was uh, discovered that... How much did he spend on that ostrich jacket? Again? 15000 for a leather-looking damn members-only jacket. It's more than our car. Yes, and I think there was a vest (laughs) made out of python. Oh, well, that's that's 
<laughs> All right, we're entering pimp territory. Where do you true? wear that? Yes, he had a python vest costing something like eighteen five. <laughs> yeah, if I could find a picture of... Well, there's a whole picture of the whole wardrobe. It's something I'll you post. wear to a fucking swingers party or some shit. I don't know what you would wear. I, mean, I would hope the python was live and ate him, but it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, python <laughs> probably ate him after the ostrich pecked him. Mm. I don't know. I, I think that's true. worse. The, that, that pecker will really tenderize you for the python. <laughs> yeah. Pepper isn't Peroni. <laughs> After you got back a couple times, you'll say, please eat me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah, so. Uh, so MSNBC, I, I loved it. They were like, mm-hmm. I, I can't, I think it was, I think it was actually um, Andrea Mitchell, <laughs> which makes it even funnier to me because she tends to be a serious journalist. And she's like, unless, there's, the bra- unless there's Justin yeah. Bieber news breaking. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is where we are, people. <laughs> Justin Bieber knows. <laughs> oh, man. That was a hot I fucking I heard that Paul mess. Manafort, actually, it, this hasn't been entered into testimony, but he does have a Justin Bieber jacket. Get out. It's made with the hair of Justin Bieber. Oh, that my. That can't be. That's, uh, that Come sounds... Come to my basement, Joe. It's, I, I've got proof down here. Ah, you uh, have to show it. Now, uh, now, President wants to know if uh, if he was ever ostrich sized for wearing that jacket. <laughs> yeah, when he got fit for the. Yeah, that's that's what you get ostrich sized. When he got his fitting, he was yeah, ostrich sized. At the, at the t- ostrich tailor. You're an ostrich medium. Hmm. <laughs> he shops at Deadliest Pecker. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is yeah. I I don't even fucking know. Um, and and yeah, and then the news, of course, we have uh, you know the the new 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 news. I suppose we have um, <clears throat> uh, man, I don't I don't even know where to begin. Um, because all of it's well, I think we should start with the most serious stuff because it's r- so wildly fucking offensive. Um, but uh, what's her face? Uh, Ivanka, Ivanka Trump, uh, went out and, um, gave some big long interview. I did not get any of that because I cannot stand listening to the Trumps speak, everyone. Oh, I can't stand her in particular. Any of them. And and she was asked, in particular, she was asked if she thought the same as, uh, Fat Donnie, Fat Daddy Donald, uh, whether or not she thought the press was the enemy of the people. And she said no, and then, of course, she was like, but, you know, they hurt my feelings a few times. Shut up! Just yeah, shut up! She really does. It wasn't even just that. It was, um, I think it was Mike Allen from Axios. It was. You're right. And he asked her, do you think that, you know, is the press the enemy? And her immediate response was, what? But yeah, then? yeah. She was all fucking dumbfounded by it. Yeah, I wanted to smack her right then and there. She um, knew exactly what he was asking, and she heard him. Jeez. Uh, so there you go. Um, but so, so Jim Acosta uh, brought that up with Sarah Huckabee Sanders at the White House press briefing. Um, and uh, it was in infuriating exchange not on jim acosta's part but 
on Sarah Huckabee Sanders' part. And this is three minutes long. I'll probably pause it when we get to one point when uh, Hickabilly Slanders uh, gets to her uh, her uh, moment of uh, grievance. I just to follow up on, uh, on Sarah's question from NPR. She asked you about Ivanka Trump's statement that the press is not the enemy of the people. And she asked you whether or not the press is the enemy of the people. You read off a laundry list of your concerns about the press and, and things that you feel like are misreported. But you did not say that the press is not the enemy of the people. And I, I, I think it would be a good thing if you were to say right here uh, at this briefing that the press, the people who are gathered in this room right now, uh, doing their jobs every day, asking questions of officials like the ones you brought forward earlier, are not the enemy of the people i i think we we deserve that i think the president has made his position known i also think it's ironic i'm I'm trying to answer your question i I politely waited and i even called on you despite the fact that you interrupted me while calling on your colleague i said it's ironic which is why i interrupted i'm trying but if you if you finish if you would not mind letting me have a follow-up that would be fine but it's ironic Jim, uh, that not only you and the media attack the president for his rhetoric uh, when they frequently lower the level of conversation in this country. Repeatedly, repeatedly, the media resorts to personal attacks without any content other than to incite anger. Uh, The media has attacked me personally on a number of occasions, including your own network, said I should be harassed as a life sentence, that I should be choked. Ice officials are not welcomed in their place of worship and personal information is shared on the internet. When I was hosted by the Correspondents Association, of which almost all of you are members of, you brought a comedian up to attack my appearance. Uh, oh, that has been debunked a million fucking times, every which way but Sunday. Sorry, that didn't happen. And the, what she said was true. No, and, and what she was talking about... The it was uh, 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 Nicole Wallace on MSNBC said what you know to to so one of the panelists on her show you know you know how do, how how do you re- resist the urge to go and um um uh, uh, what's the phrase she used not strangle her um but Rattle? she said no it, it, um like that word it's a good y- word yeah it's it's not throw oh man wring her neck. How can you resist oh. the urge to wring her neck? Yes. You know, and she apologized for it, but that was MSNBC. You know. Right. Right. You know, there's there's something else. When when you when you listen to what Sarah said there in that clip, mm-hmm. there's there's two things that I keep going back to because we did talk about this in the chat. Um, this idea of Sarah being strangled, mm-hmm. that was not the media. It was not the media who said that. No, it was All right, and yeah. and Michelle Wolf is not the media, and what she's basically saying is, you didn't defend me, media. The media didn't do anything she just said. Yeah, and the thing but, is, a lot of people in the press went after Michelle Wolf, including Mika Brzezinski. Yes, and you know, yeah, and nice. and basically mischaracterized what she said completely because she didn't because know- they didn't listen. <laughs> They didn't talk about her looks. It was about her character. It was about the fact that she lies. Yeah. But the other thing, and I know we're going to get to it. I, I just, I want to, I want to put a little pin on this. Sarah Sanders right now is going after Jim Acosta for things that she saw online that were said about her. 
Yeah. And this is a really important point that I haven't seen made anywhere else. She is later going to say something else, which is right. going to make what she just said sound even more stupid. Okay, well, let's continue with the clip. About a minute and 17 seconds left. And call me a traitor to my own gender. In fact, as well, I that's know, true. Um, I'm the, as far as I know, I'm yeah. the first press secretary in the history of the United States that's required Secret Service protection. No, the media no continues to ratchet up the verbal assault against the president yeah. and everyone in this administration. And certainly we have a role to play, but the media has a role to play for the discourse in this country as well. And, and sir, if you don't mind, if I, if, I, if, I, if I may follow up, if I may follow up, excuse me. You did not say in the course of those remarks that you just made that the press is not the enemy of the people. Are we to take it from what you just said? We all get put through the ringer. We all get put in the meat grinder in this town, and you're no exception. And I'm sorry that that happened to you. I wish that that, that had not happened. But for, for the sake of this, this room, the people who are in this room, this democracy, this country, all the people around the world are watching what you're saying, Sarah, and the White House for the United States of America, the President of the United States should not refer to us as the enemy of the people. His own daughter acknowledges that, and all I'm asking you to do, Sarah, is to acknowledge that right now and right here. I, I appreciate your passion. I share it. Um, I've addressed no. this question. I've addressed my personal feelings. I'm here to speak on behalf of the President he's made his comments clear all right rain and what right was there yeah right there ahead. i'm here to speak on behalf of the president after she spent over a minute whining and bitching about how she was personally treated <laughs> yep yeah yep. now a good that's good 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 point i i didn't even uh put two and two together with that that's uh that's uh wow <laughs> I, I, it's something it's been bothering me since yesterday it's like okay you were you were threatened this you this you that you that oh sarah you 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 and then she turns around and says i'm here to speak on behalf of the president mm-hmm. you know what you need to pick a side girl yeah and i'm calling her girl because she's not a woman she's not a woman i mean let's call her a liar she, I mean, I, 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 you know, she she doesn't deserve any any title of distinction for for anything other than the fact that she's a fucking liar. She's a garbage and the person. Fact she when she said, "I am here to speak on behalf of the president," and he has made his statement clear. He has said out there that the press is the enemy of the people. So we can now, I think, it's fair to conclude that this administration does consider the press. And enemy of the people. There's no, there's no gray area anymore to me. Yeah, there's no gray area. No, not at all. I mean, Trump tried to say, oh, you know, he said that um, he sent out a tweet saying Ivanka was right. The media isn't the enemy of the people. It's just fake news, which many in the media are, or most of the media are, or something like that. Yeah. And it's like there's no. No gray area. Yeah, but it, you know, uh, I, and, and again, it's just this hyperbole that that is, you know, once again, fake news to Trump is news he doesn't like. I mean, nobody ever points out. Everybody will screech, Joe, at these rallies that CNN is fake mm-hmm. news. But when you ask them what specifically is fake news, they don't have an answer. No, it's 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 like you said, anything they don't agree with. They don't like con- yes. anything that contradicts their their universe, the reality of their yeah, universe. their perverse worldview. Right, yeah. right, and 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 yeah. and and uh, you know, I, two. 
first of all, uh, Jim Acosta has taken more than anybody in that in that press room. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other night when he was standing, well, in, aside uh, from April Ryan, well, and Katie Turr, well, she wasn't yeah. in the press room, but but uh, Jim Acosta stood there while people were throwing the bird at him. You saw that when he when he turned that camera on those people. Yeah, fuck the press. T-shirts, you know, I mean, the man is standing there doing his job. Actually, the man is standing there doing their job. Yeah. Given, trying to report the truth. Yeah, that's a really good point. To those people, to the general public of what is going on. And they're attacking him because they don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear that the man up there is a fraud is a grifter, mm-hmm. and he's taking them all in. They yeah, don't want to hear that. Well, I it's mean, important to remember that Trump is the one who has made it very clear that Jim Acosta is the enemy. Yes. Yeah, and, and he's he's done it in some very big moments that have been mm-hmm. really ugly, and he's trying to get Jim Acosta killed. You know, Sadly, it, i got to say, you know, if you go back to... We don't have to go back to when Acosta was questioning Sarah Sanders, but there was another reporter in the background who said the word Anacostia. And it's really important for people to remember that there was a bunch of reporters that were killed in Anacostia, Maryland, a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Wow. I don't know who that reporter was in the background, but, and this was, you know, tonight was the first time I really heard that because I've been so focused on what Acosta was saying to her and what she was saying to him, but tonight I heard it. He said, yeah. what, a reporter in the background said, what about Anacostia? And this is this is important. Yeah, I got to get to this. Uh, we're running short on time. I want to get to the... Uh, right after the press briefing, uh, Jim Acosta went and spoke to Brooke Baldwin about this uh, latest smear job by the White House. Let me just speak on behalf of my CNN colleagues and knowing that no one ever called for the press secretary to be choked or harassed from this network, number one. And number two, why can't this White House acknowledge that the media is not the enemy of the people? Uh, sadly, uh, Brooke, I, I think uh, what what you saw happen here at the end of that briefing was uh, the, the true feelings of the president, uh, the true feelings of many of the people who work in this administration laid bare. Uh, they believe, it, it appears in their heart of hearts, uh, that the journalists who cover this White House, the journalists who work in this city, uh, who were just trying a few moments ago to uh, hold some of these officials accountable about attacks on our democracy, uh, uh, that the people here who work at this White House all the way up to the president evidently believe uh, that journalists are the enemy of the people, uh, literally the enemy of the people. And uh, I gave uh, Sarah, as you Trump. saw there, except for Ivanka Trump. And I and I tried to pose that question to say, you know, listen, the, the president's daughter, his own daughter, uh, said no. She doesn't think that, uh, that uh, we're the enemy. And you saw it unfold there. I was given, uh, or I was giving Sarah several opportunities there to set the record straight, uh, and she just uh, flat refused. And I think what you can obviously see is that she's taken a lot of uh, what she's experienced uh, very personally. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't blame her for that. My goodness, uh, she has uh, taken on a lot. Uh, but at the same time, she also has uh, come up here to this podium on a, on a regular basis and continued to. 
tell the American people, you know, provable falsehoods, uh, lies, lies. Uh, and so on. And unfortunately, you know, our job as journalists, as you know, Brooke, is we have to call that stuff out. We have to fact check them. We're fact checkers in real time uh, dealing with this president because he tells falsehoods and lies so much. Uh, yeah. Nonstop. Nonstop. And so does she. Yeah. You, should, you know, on this, this press conference was proof of it because of what she said. She wasn't attacked for her appearance. I mean, just that one alone is so easily disproven. You know, they can't point to it. You know. I'm just really stunned that she couldn't... She's the press secretary for the White House. Mm-hmm. I am still... I'm still stunned that she couldn't actually say no the press is not the enemy of the people it's it, it's in the constitution for fuck's sakes people yep free yep. press yeah it's um, our fourth pillar well i i gotta say uh, uh i don't mean to cut you off but the the last I'm clip sorry. no that's okay the last clip has some really great righteous indignation from Gemma costa and brooke baldwin uh so let's let's blow through that before we go to break it's unfortunately the, the position that we're all in right now uh and and i'm standing in this briefing room right now there is no government official here but i'll say uh that the press is not the enemy of the people and you know i think uh you know maybe we should uh, make some bumper stickers uh make some buttons uh uh, you know, maybe we should go out on Pennsylvania Avenue uh, like these folks who chant CNN sucks and uh, fake news. Maybe we should go out. All, all journalists should go out on Pennsylvania Avenue and chant. We're not the enemy of the people because uh, I, I, I'm tired of this. Honestly, Brooke, I'm tired of this. Um, I, it's it is not right. It is not fair. It is not just. It is un-American. To come out here and call the press the enemy of the people. And Ivanka Trump knows that. I don't know why her father doesn't. And I don't know why this press secretary doesn't. I mean, she got yelled at at a restaurant in Virginia. I'm sorry about that. I feel badly for her that that happened. Uh, And that a comedian at a correspondence center said some unpleasant things about her. I'm sorry about that. She ought to hear some of the things that were said to me the other night in Tampa. She ought to read some of the things that are said about my colleagues on CNN on a regular basis. Uh, it would be nice if we all lowered the temperature a little bit, but at the very least, I think we should all be able to agree on one thing, and that is the press is not the enemy of the people. Fellow yeah. Americans yeah. are not the enemy of fellow Americans. And I, I, I you know, forgive yeah. me for going on a rant, but I think that they've no. lost sight of that here at this no. White House. Let me say amen, uh, and also let amen. me also say what took Ivanka Trump so long to say that the press isn't the enemy of the people. Yeah, what took her so long? And and uh, yeah, and once again, I'm in to Jim Acosta. That was uh, that was great. Because I'm sick of this shit too. I'm sick of having to deal with people who don't broker in fucking simple, basic reality. Yeah, I mean it, it's simple. The press is not the enemy of the people. Fellow Americans are not enemies of fellow Americans. Like Jim Acosta said, you know, unless your fellow Americans turned out to be murderous Nazis that run people down with cars or go after journalists because of the heated rhetoric and, and gun them down in their workplace, you know, or, or this is one of the three legs of our nation. 
Yeah. If, if you were to look at our nation like it's a, a bar stool with three legs, without the press, we're done. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I mean, I can tell you one guy who who, uh, who definitely knows that the press is the enemy of, of his people, and he has them butchered wholesale, and that's Putin. Because it's all state-run media there. The last independent media outlet in Russia was forced out of business by the government. I think 10 years ago or 15 years ago, something like that. And you know what they were investigating before they, they were run out of business, the Moscow apartment bombings that the only per- people ever indicted for were pe- uh, members of the uh, FSB. Oh, okay. I was thinking, I was thinking about the movie theater bombing. But oh no, that was, that was the, uh, when they gassed the whole place and killed a whole bunch of Russian citizens to, to get the terrorists that took it over. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, but but anyway, um, Joe. No, it's, not. It, yeah. it's just what happened yesterday is really dangerous. And thank God for Jim Acosta and whoever that reporter was in the background yelling, you know, yelling, you know, try to bring focus. I'm so upset yeah. about this. I really I am. I'm sorry, guys. But bringing focus to the, to the, you know, to the, to the journalists that were murdered a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Joe, do you want to uh, throw in your two bits before we go to break? I'm really sorry, Joe. <laughs> no, I j- just at some point he's going to have blood on his hands. I hate to say that, but that's what's going to happen. I think he already does with, uh, you know. But I, I mean, at Maryland. one of those rallies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. At one of the yeah. I mean, oh, he, he does came really t- close a couple of years ago with yeah. Katie Turr, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And he he already does for the people who assaulted individuals, but yeah. You know, at some point, you know, there's there's going to be, yeah. I mean, it's like a fucking lynch mob. It's insane. So And fucking Sarah Sanders uh, had a chance to tamp this down, and she, she did. didn't. She didn't. That's the thing that I think that pisses me off the yeah. most about yesterday. Absolutely. All right, well, we got to run it. We got to run to the break. We'll talk about this more when we come back. So um, we'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com Thank you. 
Kiss you in the mouth. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of the Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I've had it's showtime. It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, joining me as always on the program, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. Hi. Hi. <clears throat> Hello. Sorry. No, that's all right. 
And uh, <laughs> of course, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Like cat tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, sir. And the Electric City never had Trump. <laughs> That's good. <sighs> yeah. Cly Cleveland can't say the same. We fucking birthed death of a nation here. <laughs> so, uh, oh my God, that's fucking funny as hell. Thank you, thank you. I'll uh, I'll give myself a posthumous rim shot. Um, yeah, uh, we'll talk about Dinesh D'Souza's movie in this segment too, but not at the moment. I just want to make sure we 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 got everything uh, cleared up from the, the last segment and everything, um, because you know this is. This is really dangerous shit. Yeah, the this people, is real. The people this that, is not hyperbole anymore. No. No, because we're going to find out what Trump supporters really believe, you know, in, in lieu of what they call fake news, which, again, is simply reporting facts about the administration. Sometimes they get it wrong, but any decent news outlet, um, not talking about Fox News, will issue a retraction or a correction. Or issue an apology if something is said by a guest that's wrong. Uh, MSNBC has a long history of firing people for, you know, uh, doing far less grievous shit than go went on over at Fox News and still goes on at Fox News. Uh, CNN doesn't retain people if they're wildly offensive. And CNN doesn't really have super bombastic people on their network, you know? I mean, the closest you get is, you know... Uh, like uh, I don't know, maybe Cuomo, maybe you know, like uh, maybe Don Lemon, on a bad night, you know, he gets pissed off, but nothing that bad. I mean, but he calls it like he sees it, you know. And 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 reporters are allowed to have emotional reactions when there is a constant barrage of lies about them or about something that, that's so, you know, deeply disturbing, like the racism that, you know, the Trump yeah. cult denies that they're part of and that they're fostering and, you know, spewing across the nation, you know? When I, when I look at people like Cuomo and Don Lemon, just for an example, they have TV shows. And when they do those TV shows, I don't look at them when they're doing their TV shows as reporters. True. I look at them as as um, they're conduits for reporters. It's con. It, it's bring- yeah. It's it's kind of like the op-ed column versus yeah, so- versus straight up news reporting. Yeah, so they bring in they bring in actual journalists, and I'm not saying that Cuomo is not a journalist or Lemon because mm-hmm. they are. That's their background. Um, but they bring on reporters who report. And then, you know, people like Cuomo and, and so many other, not to, I, I don't want to focus on those names, but these people sure. who have shows, they bring in journalists and reporters who bring on, you know, bring up these issues. And then they tend to bring in pundits who talk about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they have a panel and show. I, yeah, and I feel like Trump and his supporters <laughs> sort of think that all of that is fake news as opposed to opinion. Yeah, and the Trump supporters—they all have opinions who I deeply disagree with. But you know, we can disagree with CNN. Mm-hmm. We can disagree, and when I say CNN, I'm talking about—I'm talking about you know, individual pundits, as opposed to actual reporting. You can't disagree with reporting. Yeah, that's now, like 
journalism. Well, now, now I want to I want to get into the mindset a little bit of of Trump cultists real quick. And and Joe, I think you'll find this fascinating. But I I decided to get in a little mix them up with some people last night regarding and we'll we'll talk about this story later. Uh, there's a whole bunch of fake outrage over a New York Times uh, journalist Sarah Jong. And she had some tweets about white people years ago, which I mm-hmm. thought were kind of funny. It's nothing worse than what I've said about my fellow white people. I wasn't offended, um, but but we'll but you know we'll talk about that later. But I was engaging some people, you know, who were saying, "Oh, well, this is just more racism from the left. How come you you won't condemn this? And you know, you you go after Trump about every little thing he does, but you won't go after this person." Okay, well, it's apples and oranges. First off, because you have somebody with the greatest platform in the modern world, who is Trump, who's never apologized for birtherism or any of the other things. But we'll just stay with birtherism because it's the most recent and prevalent example of how he got his political start. And, and racist. Yeah, it, it, yeah, racist political start. So yeah, huge racist, you know, start in politics. And I, I uh, and I, so I engaged these people, and, and th- this was the answer I got from a lot of people. I said, if Trump apologizes for birtherism, and then I listed other things, but if he apologizes for birtherism, maybe we can go forward and start healing. Maybe if, if, if he were to apologize for the shit he's done, we can start healing. And you know what the response was from at least three different Trump cultists? Hillary started birtherism. What? Yeah, and it's a lie. It's a total lie. But my so I came back and I said to them, even if that is true, and I'm just saying because they're going to believe it no matter what the fuck I say. Then I want. Then I said, okay, so if 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 that's true that Hillary started it, does that make it right? Do you agree with Hillary? And why? And and if why is it that? Trump ran with it for months, hired quote-unquote investigators, found nothing, and never apologized for it, but it was Hillary's fault, so why the fuck did, you know, so so obviously you thought, you know, you thought Hillary was right? I mean, what, what what's the point of saying that? Because Hillary wasn't the one, you know, pumping her birth or fist all the live long day. It's not, it doesn't exist. Yeah. There was one memo from one person in her campaign who said that they should try and exploit uh, Obama's otherism, you know, that he doesn't have core Central American values because he was raised in Indonesia and lived in Hawaii, you know, and that that should be explored. And they never touched it. And it didn't mention the birth certificate at all. So, so Joe, that that's their that's their comeback to me is that you can't Mm -hmm. even have a discussion with them about what Trump did without them saying. But Hillary. Yeah. I, and that meme goes all the way back. Actually, Morning Joe pushed that one about yeah. Hillary. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. Um, they blamed one of Hillary's supporters. or uh, uh, I remember her. By Somebody. circulating an email about his citizenship and everything. But she... Uh, that has nothing to do with Hillary Clinton. No, I mean, I mean, it's just like, like, you know, Trump could disavow anything, any one of those morons at his rallies do, although he doesn't. Uh, she had nothing to do with that. But even at the time, Morning Joe pushed that meme. That, and, oh, it was Hillary. Hillary started that. Yeah, her, and, and, her camp. And I again, though, the woman who did 
did that. There was a woman, and I remember that very viral and she video. Was, and she was fired. Yeah. No, she wasn't from the campaign. She no, was, no, but I mean, she was she was a volunteer who was asked not to volunteer anymore. Yeah. She, she was, was asked to leave. Excommunicated. Um, right. You know, disavowed or, or what do you want? Right. Or and denounced. like I said, Ray, she was a she was a volunteer. She wasn't even a paid staffer. But, you know, going back to it, the fact that, oh, Hillary started it. Well, then, you know what? You should have supported Hillary, you stupid dumbasses. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the point. Okay, well, <laughs> you, you've said, you've said, ever, you know, everything Hillary Clinton says is a lie, and she's crooked, and she's evil, and, you know, she's right. the, you know, makes the Wicked Witch of the West look like Mary Poppins. So, you know, why, why then would Trump... Even if it's true and it's not, why would Trump and all the teabaggers and all the people on Fox News and Orly Tates and you know, oh. <laughs> you know, why would oh, these people? Orly, why is would she still these? Alive? Uh, who cares? Um, <laughs> Have we confirmed that she is the mother of Maria Butina? I don't know, um, but uh, she might be. Um, but but yeah, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, so if if that's if that's all true, why the fuck are you guys talking about it? Why why did you pick up that that ball yeah. that that you think Hillary Clinton inflated and run with it? No, you just I right. mean, it, 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 in I mean, point to one fucking example. Point to one example of where she said. I want to see the birth certificate. Point to one video she made about sending investigators to Hawaii. You know, point to one of her rallies where there were people in tri-cornered hats it, riding around in rascal scooters saying, he wasn't born in America. He's a he's a Arab. You know? Oh my God. I have PTSD from that time. Yeah. I went to a Tea Party rally and, and did interviews back in the day in Cleveland. Those people are fucking stupid. Ooh. And they all they all morphed oh, they into are. Trump cultists. The ones that are still alive morphed into Trump cultists. Um, the ones that are still alive. Oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. Well, that was so. That was ten years yeah. ago. Did you have, you do you have the clip <laughs> of the of the interview with of the Q the, person? Um, oh yeah, yeah. I have those. I have those. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. I mean, yeah. I mean that. Talk about stupid, and talk about. I can't even follow what they're talking about. I even went on 4chan and I'm reading that stuff, and I'm thinking, I don't even know how you make heads or tails out of this stuff. Yeah. Well, you didn't go to 8chan. I can't get that high. All right. You know what? There's also 16chan. I mean, I have to get high. To go to eight chan. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, seriously, the, these the, the, people are crazy. I know. The thing is, is that we're dealing with crazy people. Well, I, uh, maybe we'll just go ahead and get to that. Well, let's just get to that. Gary Gary Tuckman was speaking to some Trump supporters uh, who were waiting in line all morning in the rain for his dipshit rally uh, the other day. Uh, of which I couldn't watch any of it. I'm sorry. I just, you know, I can't. And by the Tampa way, I was or Wilkesbury. I was out. I was out back last night. Um, uh, Wilkesbury or Wilkesbury, I think. Yeah. So, 
Um, but uh, I was I was out back last night, and I swear to God, one of my neighbors, distant, like a few houses down, was blasting Trump's speech outside. Ugh. And I was like, what the fuck? And by the way, Trump sounds like a lady from a, a distance. I was like, I was like, somebody's playing a lady that's getting a lot of applause. What's that? Um, so anyway, uh, Gary Tookman with uh, Trump supporters uh, who are big QAnon fans. If anybody doesn't remember, I talked about QAnon months ago on the show, a couple months ago, two, three months, I don't know, um, and how it's just about every batshit crazy conspiracy theory rolled into one that is allegedly being leaked by. Um, some high echelon, upper echelon uh, person with major bigly Q security clearance uh, who is saying that, no, you know the Mueller investigation? It's not really about Trump. It's about Hillary and Obama. <laughs> Hint, it's not. Um, uh, see Paul Manafort. Uh, so uh, anyway, here's Gary Tuckman being uh, extremely patient and kind to these imbeciles. Waiting in line in a driving rain? Very motivated Trump supporters wanting to see the president in person in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. We are cute. Some of those people wearing and holding the 17th letter of the alphabet. Are you holding a big red, white, and blue Q? Why do you have that? It's a movement, man. It's the shift. I can feel it coming. Some call it the Great Awakening. You're wearing a shirt that says QWWG1WGA. What does that mean? It means where we go one, we go all. QAnon is the people that believe in what Trump's trying to do to change our country. That is a generalization. More specifically, what QAnon is is a fringe movement in which many baseless conspiracy theories are discussed on the Internet organized around the idea of an anonymous but well-connected person or persons nicknamed Q. Your shirt says, the storm is here, QAnon. What does that mean to you? Well, I've been following all the posts since uh, October 28th. <laughs> on the internet, from QAnon. Right, the, on the person or people who say they're Q. Right. What do you think Q is, by the way? It's an entity of 10 or less people okay, that have... Um, uh, of the government? High, high um, clearance, you know, security clearance. And how do you know that? Well, I'm just telling you, this is what it appears to be. What it appears to be. So you don't have any yeah. proof of that. That's what you're guessing it is. And you don't have any proof there, is it? <laughs> <laughs> that's rich. That, yeah. That's rich. You don't have any proof there isn't. Yes. What scares me is, is that lady's a neighbor. Oh yeah. I mean, well, you I mean, never know where those those fuckers drove in from, though. They're all over the. They place. could have been from Ohio. They could have been from Jersey. Uh, could, you know. No, they had the Wilkes-Barre Scranton tag. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. What is that, Joe? Uh, oh, I. They're the the Valley people. <laughs> they're very stupid. Never mind. I'm they have a, a certain. A certain um, kind of. There's a certain know. there's a certain section of 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 this of northeastern Pennsylvania where they didn't really leave the caves yet. Do they have a certain smell? Mm-hmm, like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I smell like a dog, wow. so it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I could tell a, a Scranton Wilkes Barrier from a, a hundred paces. No, she was one of ours. 
Hi, this is Ken. Please oh, leave I'm sorry. <laughs> that's my cell phone. Let me go ahead and remove oh, that's that. Good. That's good. Yeah, that's uh, oh, great. Great. I, I screwed up. I was experimenting to see if I could... Uh, um, uh, hang on. Add a phone call, but it still looks like we don't have a solution. So... Um, I do want to add this. Yeah. I saw this yesterday, and I, I just want to give Heather from our chat room some credit. Swear to God, before the rally started, they were playing Macho Man in Wilkesbury. Mm-hmm. Oh dear God! Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, they were. Uh, because, I think, uh, as you do, Kelly O'Donnell reported that first. Macho Man. Yeah. They have no idea. They have no. No self, no self awareness. Nothing. They don't even know what they're doing. God damn it! Yeah, I don't think they ever saw the village people. No, I don't think they did either, Joe. I don't Honestly, think so. Honestly, no. Because right. if they had got one didn't. look at the village people, I mean, well, I'm waiting for them to play in the navy because we like, support the troops. It's like Elton <laughs> John, Elton John playing Rush Limbaugh's wedding. What? Yeah, yeah I've never that. understood that. Yeah. What's that about? So, uh, but anyway, uh, we have one more clip we got to play before uh, we get uh, too long. But yeah, this is another uh, another clip of the QAnon bozos. We've all been uh, gathering online and talking together as, talking. as Americans and uniting. And Do you think it's a maybe just to make you comfortable talking with other frustrated, sometimes yes. angry people? Yes. But maybe it's not true because there's no evidence of it. It's just stuff being talked about on the internet, right? There hasn't been any non-evidence yet. What? Oh, God. Okay, she yeah. just said... There hasn't been any non-evidence, non-evidence yet. No, <laughs> all of it's all of it's non-evidence. <laughs> non-evidence. All of it's non-evidence. QAnon. <laughs> QAnonsense is what it needs to be called. Because it's all nonsense. It is all non-evidence. It is anti-evidence. It is un-evidence. It is ex-evidence. <laughs> it is devoid of evidence. Can we get, to a, point where we, can we get to a point you. where it's anti-matter? Because what... What the what? It's a black you know, hole of ev- stupidity. So sure. Oh my God! I, I want you to know that asshole was not from Scranton, Wilkes-Barre. No, we just try to talk like other to other Americans. Nobody, nobody says talk. There hasn't here. been any non-evidence yet. <laughs> non-evidence. Nobody says talk, even up in New York. I don't know what that accent was. <laughs> I, I, I don't. It's, 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 it's weird. It's a Philly suburb. Some kind of amalgamation um, of of nonsense. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's Philly, Southern Jersey. I think it's a 4chan That's accent, actually. Uh, it so, could be. Uh, anyway, but it's Philly, yeah. Southern Jersey. It's uh, here, here. Here's the rest of uh, Gary Tuchman talking to these idiots. A major mantra among QAnon followers: the press is the enemy. You guys are. So you don't believe enemy. in the First Amendment? Oh, I totally believe in the no, First. Well, you don't. You just said the press well, is the enemy. Well, you guys are weaponized. You guys are totally like weaponized by the. What, what is that? You guys are by the CIA. I don't know anybody in the CIA except a couple of people I've interviewed over That's the years. Weird. Okay. But weaponized, what does it even mean? Like you say stuff that doesn't even mean anything. Um, the term by the CIA. Conspiracy theorists. The, the term. Do you think cons- I'm weaponized by the CIA? Maybe not to your knowledge, and it's that's really that's unfortunate. You believe there is a deep state? Yes. And what do you think that deep state's doing? You think they're running this country? I think they were, and they're petrified now. 
because they're losing their control. But Donald Trump's the president. He's running the country, right? Yeah, but he's having to fight against the I mean, he said he could do it all himself. Everything would be so easy when he came into office. And you think he's fighting with the deep state a year and a half into his term? I think he's been fighting since before he was elected. And who is in this deep state? Who are the people in it? Oh, I definitely believe that, like, the Clintons, the Bushes, the Obamas. So you think the Clintons, the Bushes, and the Obamas are running this country as we stand here in the rain? Yeah. God, I wish. No, they're trying. The anonymous Q is a hero to many here. One man actually hoping to communicate with Q by looking straight into our camera. Is it possible you're believing bogus information, yes or no? Is it possible that I'm believing bogus information? I mean, let's see. Let's see, Q. Let's see. There hasn't been any non-evidence yet. My God. We hold these truths to be (laughs) non-evident. I love you, Joe. Shut up! (laughs) We hold these truths to be non-evident. There hasn't been any non-evidence yet. Shut up! (laughs) Yeah, if only Lincoln could hear this. (laughs) Well, he can, because according to Dinesh D'Souza, Trump is the reincarnation of Lincoln. Ah, yeah. that's right. And, well, and actually, Democrats he, are Nazis. Trump beat him in the polls. Yes. Do you know Trump's polls are higher than Lincoln's polls? Oh, look at that. Yeah, except yeah. they didn't start polling until Thank 1935. Yeah. But that's okay. Well, you know, <laughs> Joe, are you sure about that? Because There hasn't no. been any non-evidence yet. Oh. So the, there because weren't polls before then. Show me the non-evidence that there was no polling back yeah. in 1860. I, I, there's no non-evidence. I, here's the thing, guys. This whole show me the non-evidence, that's like, tell me when you stopped beating your wife. It's like, you know, when, when you go up to somebody, it, when you're an atheist and you go up to an uh, evangelical and you say... Okay, prove to me there's a God. And then they're like, well, prove to me there isn't. Okay, there isn't. (laughs) You know, I mean, there's literally no evidence. There's literally no evidence other than 2,000-year-old, you know, texts. Not not trying to slight anybody. There's literally no evidence for QAnon. So, yes, there's non-evidence. God (laughs) almighty. For all we know, QAnon could be some 400 guy sitting on his bed in New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta tell you something. If you told yeah. me about QAnon, I would have thought that it was like some Vietnamese delicious noodle bowl. I it sounds like a villain from a Bond movie or something. QAnon, oh. <laughs> the non-evident villain, or Star Trek. <laughs> so they don't even know if he exists. Prove yeah. he doesn't exist. There hasn't been any non-evidence yet. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. Uh, all right. QAnon. We, we got to go to the break. The um, non-evident. Yeah. All right, we got to go to the break. Uh, Bobber is going to be joining us here momentarily, so everybody hang tight. We'll be right back with lots more turn up tonight, and uh, and uh, we're saving some of the more fun stuff for later because everybody, Mark Levin is back, Master Shake. So, uh, <laughs> and we we got some unfortunate audio from 2016 of Mark Levin saying not so nice things about Trump. Oh, we'll be right back right after this. Oh, I screwed that all up. Uh, we'll be right back. Uh, let me let me fix this here. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com. 
Visit our concession and see for yourself the delicious treats, drinks, and snacks awaiting you. If you are thirsty, try ice-cold soft drinks or a cup of hot, flavorful coffee. Get something to go with it, like a sizzling and satisfying hot dog or a tasty, tender sandwich. Try one of these delicious treats and you'll be back at the concession for more before the show is over. The service at our concession is friendly and efficient. starts in three minutes. Crispy, crunchy, melt-in-your-mouth popcorn. Fresh-brewed hot coffee as you like it. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, may I help you? Oh, I'd like two of those, please. Hot dogs? Yes, sir. And three of those, and one of those, and five bars of these, and a cup of that nice hot liquid. Uh, coffee. Uh, coming right up. Oh, and two bags of those peculiar white coffee material. Uh, you mean our crunchy popcorn. Uh, uh, shall I wrap that for you, sir? Oh, that's all right. My saucer's just outside. <laughs> they come from miles to enjoy our intermission. starts in two minutes. Symbols. We're all familiar with them. There are shortcuts to vital information. That's why to familiarize you with the movie rating symbols which will be used by this theater, we present the following guide for parents and young people. It is designed to inform parents about the suitability of movie content for viewing by their children. G. All ages admitted, general audiences. GP. All ages admitted, parental guidance suggested. R. Restricted. Under 17 requires accompanying parent or adult guardian. X. No one under 17 admitted. Sizzling hot dogs. Bursting with juicy goodness. Show starts in one minute. with the show. Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah. Hello, excuse me, thank you. Um, some attention, please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going. Keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. 
you know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live worldwide. Uh, and, uh, of course, I had a pleasant surprise today. I forgot it was Friday. And then I remembered it was Friday, and I was like, "Yay, it's Friday!" <laughs> so that was that was very nice. But anyway, welcome back to the program. Uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C. Hello. Hi, hi, hi. Hello, hello, hello. And hey, of dog course, stalking me for popcorn. Uh oh, dog stalker. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Oh, they dogs want popcorn, huh? So, yeah. uh, I'm sure that they would uh, they would uh, chomp that up. Uh, like a dog chomp stuff, and I just moved my stupid my my dog <laughs> chomp sound, so I'm I'm stalling for time. But yes, dogs eating popcorn, of course, sounds like this. There you go. Probably a little less bony than that. <laughs> but, uh, and of course, Joe Santorsa, of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back, sir. My dogs are looking for watermelon. Oh, look at that! Awesome. Nice, nice. Uh, they love it. I, oh, I bet, I bet. You know, that's. I mean, if it's refreshing for us, think about how refreshing it is for somebody that doesn't have sweat glands. Um, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, and of course, last but most certainly not least, the one and only Bobber from Four Freedoms Blog, Der Braumeister in uh, Washington D.C. Welcome back. There you go. You there, Bobber? Did we get Bobber? Hey, Bob. Bob. Is Bob, he there? Bob, Did we? Bob. Dogs ate him. I, I mm. think. I, I don't think, I think he's on. Might have uh, yeah. I'll okay. Find. I'll get in touch with him. So, I, well, I got him. I'm, I'm adding him back in. We'll see what happens. I thought he was there. So, uh, maybe he just had an issue with Skype momentarily. But, uh, oh, oh, Bob, you, you there now, Bobber? Hmm. See, that's the thing. Skype doesn't show me the status of like ringing people up anymore. It's really very aggravatingly non-user friendly now. So I don't know, Bob, you there? Anyway, we got to get on get on with the show. So, um, um, yeah, he told yeah. me that he didn't see that you added him. Mm, well, it's still saying it. Oh, there he is. He just joined. You there, Bob? I'm there. It, just, it took this long for it to show up as a uh, call in my uh, Skype. I hate this new Skype. I'm telling you, it's so buggy. It's not even funny. But don't worry, everybody. I'm I'm gonna and welcome, Bobber. Welcome, Bobber. Thank you. And uh, I was I gave you a nice intro and everything. I was like, "Der Braumeister," and you know, <laughs> I was listening on the, uh, the speaker. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. So, um, right eat him. What's that? I'm glad Roy didn't eat him for the popcorn. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, so anyway, let's go ahead and um, uh, what do we want to talk about this segment? I, I, you know what? I think I want to talk about um, Tucker Carlson and his fake outrage 
Oh. Um, yeah, this this is good. And by the way, I'll be introducing um, a character that I like to refer to as Pitched Up Tuck. <laughs> or it could be oh, tuck- oh, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> or it could be could be tucked up pitch. So uh, <laughs> tucked up tuck. Does it suck? Is there a difference? Or fucked up rhymes with tucked up. Just, mm, yeah. <laughs> I just want to know where his balls are. Where are they? <laughs> I, um, I think they probably are some swirling around somewhere in his upper intestine with the panties that got sucked up his big dirty asshole. <laughs> Because <laughs> they were in such a wad, they were in such a wad over this. Well, but 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 Trump Trump uses them like a prophylactic. He just shoves ISIS up his big dirty asshole. Um. Uh, so uh, happy Friday, y'all. Yeah, happy Friday. So Tucker Carlson. Um. Okay, if anybody hasn't heard this story, there is a journalist by the name of Sarah Jong. Uh. J e o n g. Uh, from the New York Times, who has some years-old tweets um, on the Twitter, as you, as you do, and they they were you know making uh, uh, to me I I read them as crass jokes about crusty old white guys basically, and you know and and you know what and, 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 and here's the thing too you gotta you, you know if you want. Okay, I'll gladly say, yeah. If she's if she's saying things about people because of the color of their skin, yeah, it's a little racist. But it doesn't offend me. It doesn't offend me in the least. If somebody calls me a honky, macaroni made a great cracker joke about me at uh, Netroots Nation. You know, because it was. I'll tell you the the story real quick. We ordered Chinese food at the hotel, and I ordered sweet and sour chicken. And, um, and they brought, and they had all this, all this stuff there, you know, they threw all the little packets of stuff, the soy sauce and the chopsticks and plastic silverware and napkins. And then a pack of saltine crackers was in the bag. What? Yeah. And, and I said, I I held the, held up the crackers to macaroni and I was like, what the fuck are they giving these crackers for? He's like, maybe they're trying to say something about you. (laughs) (laughs) and we laughed our asses off we laughed our asses off because it's funny cracker doesn't have doesn't have (laughs) cracker or honky or whitey or anything like that doesn't have a connotation of systematic decade and century long oppression of a people it doesn't you know it's not like cracker the the term cracker i think showed up the first time in maybe the late 60s and early 70s and it's quality humor but anyway so she 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 had some white people jokes uh, don't worry pitched up tuck or tucked up pitch or fucked up <laughs> uh uh yeah so 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 he he's got some real fake outrage going on here over this considering he's a white nationalist but here's the intro it's only nine seconds long within hours readers discovered john's twitter feed which she had not bothered to delete apparently because she was not embarrassed by it judging by what she wrote on twitter sarah jong is an angry bigot and not in a subtle way oh no it's terrible terrible i i wonder what she could have said that was so terrible that she's such an angry bigot well hmm. 
pitched up Tuck, I felt like he needed a little bit of help to convey his true deep sadness over this horrendous racist attack. So I added some sad music to pitched up Tuck. <laughs> so the, this is, and, and the tweets are even funnier that he's reading them and censoring them too. You know, so so here here are the tweets, uh, uh, painfully read by pitched up Tuck. Here's some examples of her tweets. Quote. Oh man, it's kind of sick how much joy I get out of being cruel to old white men. Another, quote, dumbass effing white people marking up the internet with their opinions like dogs peeing on fire hydrants. Another, quote, hashtag cancel white people. At one point, John tweeted a crude graph claiming that as whiteness increased, so did awful. Later, she said that white people smell like dogs. Here's another one, quote, white people have stopped breeding. You'll all go extinct soon. That was my plan all along. And on and on. Oh, oh, it's so terrible. Hashtag cancel white people. They all all these white nationalists took that as like white genocide, and that's the reaction. Those are the people who are reacting to this. Are the people who are pushing the white genocide meme, and that's why she in, in that last one really hit home to them because it says you know white people have stopped breeding. They'll be all be extinct soon. Um, you know that was my plan all along. That's funny because yeah, that was her plan all along. I mean, you you don't see the humor in that? Yeah, that was her plan. This woman that we only just all heard of yesterday. Lasterday. Yeah, lasterday. <laughs> so. She's a, she's a just a mastermind with this a huge conspiracy we all of, 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 of people behind her. I mean, it's it's on the internet. It must be true. We all stopped having kids because of her. I yeah. know. Lasterday. I was wondering why I wasn't having kids. Did, I know, Bobber. I, I was the same way. <laughs> that that makes, yeah. makes so much sense. It I does. gotta tell you, man, she's she is, um, I don't know how old she is, but I, All I know Bob is and I, I stopped having kids before she was born. I, I was going to say the same <laughs> thing, Rain. I stopped having kids yeah, before yeah. she was born. Well, I, I, think, I think I know what, what's going on here. Uh, QAnon uh, has info on this. She, she has a time machine. Uh, time machine! She did it. She did it. Her and Obama. And we know QAnon is there because there's no non-evidence. He's not. Yeah. I mean, seriously, have you seen Something the non-evidence? Like I haven't seen it. <laughs> there's no no, no non-evidence whatsoever. There hasn't Your been Honor, any non-evidence like present- yet. Shut up! Your Honor, <laughs> I would like to present this non-evidence in- into the record. Jesus God. <laughs> I would like yeah. to not enter this non-evidence into, into uh, testimony. Now, see, that's the double negative. <laughs> you can't do that. You're overruled. It's, it's just well, <laughs> well, Tucker's fake out, fake outrage. You know, he uh, he he really he really really is on on a you know uh, he's really sad. He's really upset, and apparently because she graduated from Harvard, Harvard. I'm sorry, she can't experience racism, right? Um, so this is insane. Listen to this. People are getting fired for far less than this across corporate America right now, but the New York Times decided to double down on Sarah Jong's behalf. Here's part of the statement the paper sent out about her. Quote, Jong's journalism and the fact she is a young Asian woman have made her a subject of frequent online harassment. For a period of time, she responded to that harassment by imitating the rhetoric of her harassers. In other words, it's not her fault. White racism caused Sarah Jong's racism against white people. She's the victim here. Harvard graduate oppressed person that she is. 
How, really? Just because somebody graduated from Harvard doesn't mean that they haven't been oppressed because of their race, you fucking fool. But then again, Tucker Carlson, born into wealth, uh, with absolute a one hundred percent white privilege, with him and his brother Buckley. He's a trust fund baby. Yeah, it's not even wealth. Trust fund. Yeah. Yes. And Buffy, my sister, Buffy. <laughs> I'm telling you. So uh, this is why they this is why they have uh, affirmative action programs at, at even at Ivy League schools to mm-hmm. to um, help oppressed people. You know, even the score a little bit. Oh, or then all we're going to hear is that's the reason she got in. Oh, oh I'm sure. Like I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Of course, I'm not saying that's why she got in. I'm just saying that. No, but for him to say because she graduated from Harvard or Yale or any other Ivy College that yeah. she couldn't possibly have ever experienced any sort of um, oppression or, or anybody else that graduated from that those well, colleges. Well, if you remember, they did that to Cortez in New York when she won the primary. Mm-hmm. Remember, they, they all of a sudden, oh yeah, look at the house she grew up in, middle class neighborhood. Oh, they're still doing that. Well, yeah, I mean, so what? So what? But she's not. She's not from the Bronx. Here, here's the thing, and I. Here's the thing, Sarah Jung, is an Asian American, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. American, right? Not that I give a shit if she was born here or not. But the bottom line is that she said things about white people that white people are really offended about because she's an Asian American. They would have been far more, you know, they would have been much more happy to be like, oh, oh, if she was a white woman, I wouldn't be so upset. You know, yeah, exactly. And, you know, there's like a couple of levels mm -hmm. of of racism going on here. Yeah. And and what what I've gotten out of this is the only people. She was hired by the New York Times. Yeah, the, what I've gotten out of this is the only people who are truly offended by this are crusty old white men, sta- crusty crusty old sterile white men that smell like dogs, in peon things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she called out. God damn it. Yeah, and I I will tell you right now. Uh, I met uh, Bob and Rain and Joe and and uh, Barb all in person. They don't smell like dogs, and they got a lot of dogs. We we did smell like dogs before we met you. We took showers. Sure. So yeah, yeah if, if, you, if you came over to our house, you know, it's just yeah. dog dog city. I'm I'm with Bob. Yeah, it's true. I my had house you go in the bed last night, and he put his well, stinky dog feet in my face. It happens. It <laughs> yeah. happens. You know. They say, and and you know what? You know what? Let me tell you. You know what dog feet smell like? Popcorn. It's true. It is. <laughs> Unless they've been walking around in their own poo in the backyard. Ah, no, that's different. Then it but smells I mean, like on a normal poop in a corn. normal circumstance. They have then popcorn it, feet. Yeah, poop corn feet. You know, here's one thing that keeps coming back to me about about Sarah Young is is they're pissed about her tweets. And and I'm talking about the right. They're pissed about her tweets. They're pissed that she's a woman, and they're even more pissed that she's an Asian person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and of course, pitched up Tuck. I, I find that amazing. Pitched up Tuck. He, 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 has, he, he thinks we should, we should all be outraged on the left. Some of Zhang's many defenders in the press accused her critics of taking her tweets out of context, but that's not true. We checked. There's no context for these tweets. Sarah Jong was furious at an entire race of people, and she said so on Twitter. 
You'd think somewhere on the left, the last responsible person would be cringing at all of this. It's all so ugly and awful. In an earlier time, it would be considered indefensible, but modern progressives are happy not simply to defend it, but to attack anyone who questions the joy that Sarah Jong derives from being cruel to white men. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, poor Tucker. The joy? <laughs> God damn it. How, how precious are his little tiny balls? There was, uh, okay, first of all, he says there's no context. How the fuck does he know there's no context? I mean, she could very well have been responding in in a public manner to somebody who sent her a private message, or she could have been responding to somebody who, you know, refusing to address them directly uh, based on a comment they left on a different post. I mean, these are probably just comments that stand on their own, you know, or tweets that stand on their own that are unrelated to other conversations she had because she didn't want to give a platform to the assholes. And, and I'll tell you what, all the, all the comments I saw from, uh, not all the comments, but a lot of the comments I saw were doing really gross uh, Asian racist remarks about her. You know, like doing the me love you long time shit and stuff like that. You know, calling her a prostitute. I want to I just bring this back around. Because there's something that we didn't mention. And the reason why this entire controversy is occurring is because that Sarah Jung was put on the New York Times editorial board. Okay. That's important. So you see all of these freaking white male Republican conservatives freaking out because there's an Asian woman who said things controversial on Twitter. Who is now in charge of the editorial content yeah. of the New York Times? Yeah, it, it's it's a threat. Am I am I missing it's that a point? Threat. I don't think I no, am. No, no, you're not. It, it's a threat to their to the status that you know that they're gradually losing because all people are are you know well, at least until recently most people were were edging closer towards uh, you know equality for all. Yeah, you know. I haven't and, taken a chance to take a look at the um, racial makeup of the New York Times editorial board, but oh, an Asian woman who has an opinion. Mm-hmm. Hey, white boys, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> and and you know, and again, uh, it was funny because one guy, Joe, this is really hilarious. Well, uh, I said, I said, I wasn't offended by it. I said, I don't agree with it, what everything she said. I don't take it as fact what she said. But I'm not offended by it. And this guy was like, "Oh, so will you agree? You so do you agree with her? Do you smell like a dog?" And I'm like, "No, what? but it's funny." I said I don't agree with it, but it's funny. Oh, you know, at times I I do smell I, like a dog. I've I've been on. <laughs> believe you me, I take public transportation <laughs> a lot, and there are a lot of people that smell like a lot of bad things, <laughs> worse than dogs. And, I'll, and, I'll, I'll, and most I'll of them are white. With. One thing I'll take issue with, I'm an old man, but I, I'm yet to get crusty. <laughs> but I, I can attest. Like I can attest. I, you, you're definitely Joe, not crusty. we're with you. Bob and I smell like dogs, too. Yes, I've, I've smelled like a dog. In fact, if you smelled me now, <laughs> you, might, you might get a whiff Smell of dog. Smell you later. A whiff well, of it, dog. But and you guys have, all have like, this the sense to you know uh go out in a presentable you know in public in a presentable fashion that's right we shower so, yeah we shower and that's all it takes know, we come home and 
smell like dogs again. <laughs> sure. But their feet do smell like popcorn. They sure do. Or poop corn. No. 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 Nope. If you nope. don't like the smell of dogs, it's not you're not somebody I want to know. No. No. Right. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Or cats. Or cats. Because cats. 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 Uh, cats. Yeah, cats I've known. Smell. Well, they're do smell. Cats the, rarely cats, smell. Cats, cats as animals, is. cats as animals don't smell, but their litter litter boxes can smell. I'm, a, we're oh. always trying to be very self conscious about that because and they're in the basement. Not fix a male cat. They're on the. They're, oh yeah, don't, you're crazy. You're crazy if you don't oh. fix male yes. or female because you don't want to. I mean, spraying or going into heat. Oh, both terrible things. Oh. Um. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, but you know, on, on humid days, uh, you know, I get all self-conscious because, you know, the, the, you know, it, it, on hot, humid days, you can smell the litter boxes in the basement, you know, if, if they're not like super fresh. So even if there's like one, one, you know, healthy, uh, wi- whiz by the, <laughs> no, no, it's mostly the pee, the poop, you know, isn't, yeah, isn't too bad. So See, but, my dog oh, yeah. used to go down at the cat's litter box and tell him oh, to come God, up with Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> God damn the it. Cat- Tootsie Rolls! Tootsie Rolls downstairs free! The cat's the, making them. The cat turd kid. <laughs> the cat turd kid. That's a, Susan. Susan's uh, roommate had a dog who would eat, eat the cat turds out of the litter box, and they called him the, the cat turd kid. <laughs> yeah. God. And that. It's even and- grosser when they throw him up. Oh, oh no! Yeah, no! Tootsie roll. No, God! Oh my God, Bobber! What is wrong? You do not want to see a regurgitated Tootsie roll. Oh no! Oh, that's like a oh. As the show comes crashing to a halt. Oh. I want to say I want to say it to everybody, but yeah, we're we're pretty much done talking about that. Yeah, thanks for the fake outrage picked <laughs> yeah. up. Doug. But uh, but now well, I want to say this: everybody. A, a dog's a dog story. This is terrifying, everybody. Please be careful when your cats or your dogs lick you, because there's a story out of Wisconsin about a guy who who just had to have his arms and legs amputated because what? his dog licked him and somehow this bacteria got into his bloodstream or this pathogen or something and what did the dog eat no uh, it's it's not just it's like all cats and dogs apparently carry this and if it gets into your bloodstream it causes what sepsis or something like that Mm -hmm. i i I, and and uh but yeah this poor guy um he he lost all four of his limbs and he has to have reconstructive surgery on his nose um so be careful everybody i know it's it's a one one in a million chance maybe but i mean well you know what i'm glad our cats our cats aren't our our cats aren't lickers so i'm happy our dogs are and uh yeah that sort of scared me that that but but it was a rare rare uh reaction yeah but he got septic from the dog lick ow hmm yeah, he got septic. It was weird. That's yeah, crazy. You gotta, I gotta believe he let it go too long. If it, he it got that bad, he, he developed flu-like symptoms, and he thought he had the flu really bad, it, because that's mm-hmm. what the symptoms are. And it just, and that that was it. So, yeah, sept, sepsis spreads fast in the bloodstream. It's really hard to stop. Mm-hmm. And and the article said how they pumped him full of antibiotics, but. 
like he just his limbs start turning colors like right yeah. away and they they and, it was and awful. they they did it in waves too because they they started with his feet and then that wasn't enough and then they had to take off uh, like at his knees they took off his hands then they had to take off his forearms it's fucking oh insane oh my god yeah so yeah, the poor guy it was horrible i know it's rare and everything i'm just saying just everybody out there just you know just be careful you know uh, if you have wounds open wounds or anything like that you know um you know i i know again it's a rare reaction like joe said but it's uh it's still scary you know it was so and i feel horrible for that guy it sucks i mean you know but he's alive right? they've got yeah and they've got a fundraiser they're going to try and raise money for prosthetic yeah. lens for him so and you know he has a great, great spirit and great attitude. Yeah. I mean, for a guy that, my God, you know, lost his limbs. I mean, at, at, at such an odd thing. He really, he he just thanked everybody that he's still alive. Mm-hmm. He said, "I'm just glad I'm still alive." Yeah. I don't know if I'd be glad I'm still alive. Yeah, you're right, Bob. I, like. I know. I, know I don't know it's... either. Uh, uh, honest to God, I, I couldn't. I could. Uh, I don't think I would have that kind of fortitude. Um. So anyway, I'm sorry to end end the segment on such a down note, but you know it was uh, we were talking about dogs, so um, <laughs> and how they could kill you. barfing up a cat turd. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> so, Tootsie roll, Tootsie roll. Anyway, it's break time. Green News Report is back, everybody. I'm certain they're going to fill us in on the wildfires. And you know what? I wish all those goats that got loose today, and we'll talk about that later. We're out in California yeah. e- eating all that brush. California, send goats to California to eat all that brush that's that that's uh, that's co- contributing to the wildfires. Goats for California. That's my new charity. So, uh, anyway, there we go. So we'll be right back with lots more. Turn up the night right after this. Don't nobody go nowhere. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What? What kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com It's Thursday, August 2nd, 2018. Easily the warmest non-El Nino year on record. 2017 shattered another global heat record. The so-called car fire has burned nearly 150 square miles. Firefighters begin to gain ground against deadly California wildfires. Global heat wave continues to rage across northern hemisphere. Plus, 21 kids across the nation are seeking to end the use of fossil fuels contributing to global warming. And they want to hold the federal government accountable for it. U.S. Supreme Court rules that climate kids will have their day in court. All of those rulings and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. We have to keep the icebergs from melting. My solution, we give every iceberg a desk job, right? Because American offices always have the air conditioning on way too high. Nothing can melt in there! Not this office, it's sweltering here. This is your Green News Report. Even the iceberg would be like, oh, does anyone have a jacket I can borrow, please? Okay, Desi Doyen, we're in Los Angeles. We don't need no stinking air conditioning out here. 
Or at least that used to be the case. Yep, it's a little bit too hot for my tastes, yep. but the rest of the world is getting warmer too. 2017 has now gone down in the record books as the third warmest year ever recorded globally. That's according to the massive annual State of the Climate Report released on Wednesday by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration and the American Meteorological Society. According to NOAA climate scientist Deke Arndt in a press call, what is remarkable is that 2017 2017 came in as the third warmest year without an El Nino to boost global temperatures. It was easily the warmest non-El Nino year on record. And the last four years, 14, 15, 16, and 17, are the, the four warmest years on record and substantially warmer than the previous, kind of establishing a new new neighborhood in, in terms of global temperature. And 2017 reinforced, reinforced that. So in years that didn't include an El Nino... 2017 was by far the warmest. Yes. And Noah also found that greenhouse gases in the atmosphere in 2017 reached the highest levels ever recorded. Ocean temperatures were the highest on record, and rising sea levels also hit a new high. NOAA oceanographer Gregory Johnson warned that higher sea levels are now baked in even if humanity stopped releasing greenhouse gases today. I sort of think of the oceans like uh, a freight train. And that freight train is now moving, uh, and actually it will, it will continue to move. Um, so if we were to freeze greenhouse gases at the level they are today, um, the oceans would continue to warm and seas continue to rise for centuries to millennia because of the uh, majestic timescale of the ocean circulation. Not good. Nope, not good at all. And so far, 2018 is on track to be the fourth hottest year on record. And the impacts of global warming continue to pile up. In Northern California, firefighters are gaining ground on the car fire near the city of Redding. It now ranks as the seventh most destructive fire in California state history, burning more than 150 square miles. It's also just one of 17 major fires burning in the state that combined have destroyed more than a thousand homes and killed at least eight people. New blazes are erupting elsewhere in California and across the western U.S., amid a sustained heat wave and high winds. And it should be noted, we're not even anywhere close to the peak of fire season. That doesn't happen until uh, usually late September uh, or October. Yeah, but you know, fire season in California is pretty much year-round now. It is now, yep. But some good news, Oregon's state Supreme Court has handed a major victory to Portland, upholding a city ordinance that restricts fossil fuel infrastructure, one of the strongest measures in the nation. The ordinance limits the size and number of fossil fuel export terminals and storage facilities within city limits in order to reduce the impacts of air and water pollution. Business groups sued to block the ordinance, but the court affirmed Portland's constitutional right to limit and even prohibit new fossil fuel infrastructure. Well done, Portland. Finally, the United States Supreme Court this week has ruled that kids suing the U.S. government over climate change can go to trial. The nation's highest court unanimously rejected an attempt by the Trump administration to dismiss the lawsuit brought by 21 children and young adults and the nonprofit environmental group Our Children's Trust. The kids are suing to force the federal government to act on climate change, arguing that failure to do so violates their constitutional rights to life, liberty, and property, quote, as enshrined in the Due Process Clause of the Fifth Amendment. While the court sounded a note of caution over the breadth of the lawsuit, the justices nevertheless will allow the children and their lawsuit to have their day in court. Well done, kids. 
And thank you for saving us all. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. The kids are all right. The kids are all right. The kids This is Adam Hebert of Mike Check Radio and Midnight Sun, and you're listening to Indie Media Weekly Radio. What? I said you're listening to Indie Media Weekly Radio. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Mm -hmm. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. Millions and millions of Americans are Nazis, racists, deranged, cultists, deplorables, and even worse... That's true, Mark Levin. Thank you for letting me take you out of context to describe the Trump cult. Uh, welcome back to uh, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Worldwide. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, Mr. Joe Santorsis, Granton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Not um, Wilkes-Barre. Not <laughs> Wilkes-Barre. But, uh, and I'm assuming uh, uh, this Sunday on the clown car, we're going to get a little bit of insight into these grocery ID cards that we all need. We have a special service here at the Clown Car we're going to be introducing on Sunday. Home delivery, no ID required. Oh, nice. We nice. have special special packages, too. Yeah? Well, I'm not going to go into them. Okay, You'll all right. Those. So, yeah, there you go. Are they anything like food buckets from Jim Baker? Sort of. Yeah, Sorry. okay. <laughs> you definitely need an ID to buy that toxic sludge. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, you need to know from your doctor. Yeah, use foods use foods emporium. <laughs> I'll have you know, Herb Kane, President Herb Kane, did not require ID for use foods emporium. So, uh, you, you know, uh, you just had to bring in a current utility bill. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, welcome back to the show. Uh, of course, uh, Bobber der Braumeister in Washington D.C. Hello, sir. Howdy, howdy. You got your uh, your grocery ID, your food your food license. Um, I've got a <laughs> I've got a fake one. Oh shh, shh. <laughs> don't tell. Trump might be listening. Uh, <laughs> and uh, last and definitely not least, Rain from Four Freedoms blog. Our girl Friday, are you ready to do some name calling, or did you have a comment about food IDs? No, no. Okay, and I am ready. All right. I love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's Rain from Four Freedoms blog dot com. Excellent. She's never failed me before, honey. You got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing. Here. You wanna mess around? Here comes the rain again. The greatest source of energy known to womankind. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There you go. 
so. I just, I need to know what you offer in the way of biscuits. Like, is it buttermilk or do you have cheddar biscuits, garlic Biscuit. biscuits, maybe some rosemary? Just, Biscuit. I just need to know what kind of biscuits you offer at Biscuit. your establishment. Sorry, I hit the wrong clip. Biscuit. Oh, that's fine. We could tell that woman if she offers the proper ID. That's true, yeah. You got any biscuits for sale in there? I don't know. Do you have an ID, fucker? (laughs) 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 They buzz you in behind a thick, bulletproof glass uh, door uh, at the grocery store as well. I I still... Do you, do you have to get a top top shopper security clearance? Uh, to get the good stuff. Yeah, tip top security clearance. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Rain. Anyway, anyway, tonight in the chat room, which it's a lovely chat room. It Hello, is. everybody. I hope um, they all have their food IDs. Happy Friday, huh? I hope they have their their food licenses. Well, yeah. You need the food licenses. Jesus. <laughs> I can't believe we live in this world with this man as president. I it's have a su- I have a sushi security card actually. So Oh. <laughs> now I'm intrigued. <laughs> sushi. Uh, I saw what you did there. <laughs> so So in the chat room tonight, we have Mr. Adam Hebert. We have Bobber DC. Hello, baby. Hey. We have Francie. Hello, Francie. Francie fans. We have Heather, who... Happy birthday, Heather. Oh, my. Yes. Um, we have Jake Collie. We have Kat. We have Kenny Pick. We have Ken Sr. Hi there, Hi, Dad. Dad. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Ken. <laughs> really okay, good. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, go, please, please proceed, Governor. Um, we have <laughs> we have living on Long Island. We have Marnus. Hello, Joe. No, I'm not in the basement. He's not in my basement. Though. I mean, it looks buried. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 To work that out, buddy. You know, he, he um, could yep. be he could be there. We haven't seen any non-evidence. There hasn't been any non-evidence yet. <laughs> None at all. True. That's true. He could be here. I'm looking at you, Duke. Where is he? And by the I'm way, sorry. lady, it's evidence to the contrary. That's <laughs> <laughs> not. <laughs> so we... Did I say meow goodness? We'll start where I'm saying meow goodness again. We have meow goodness. We have Michelle in South Florida. We have Moon Mary of President. We have myself. We have Sandy in Durwood. And um, Sandy in Durwood's. All right. We'll get to the birthdays, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sandy in Durwood's. Okay. Um, We have Scooter Cans. We have Theo. We have Tim Cormel. And we have Trojan Rabbit. And so tonight's birthdays are Heather and and Sandy and Durwood's sister-in-law, Gwen. There's one more. Uh-oh. Yeah. What? The TRS-80 by Tandy was born today. 
Uh, well, it was. It's a fact. It's... I know it's a fact. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I remember that TRS-81. There you go. I had one. <laughs> you have to let me know when the birthday of the Vic-20 is, because that was my first computer. <laughs> I will. We played yeah. it after we got tired of playing Pong. <laughs> yeah. Boodoop. 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 Uh, <laughs> well, that's nice. All right. So the the uh, so as followed. Uh, all right, Rain, go ahead and repeat the repeat the birthdays, and then Joe can throw his in. We, Heather's birthday is it's Heather's birthday, and tomorrow is Sandy and Derwood's sister in law's Gwen's birthday. All right, and okay. the and Joe and <laughs> Tandy's TS eighty. Is fifty is forty one today. All right, there we go. Uh, happy birthday, everybody! This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey, hey! Your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey, hey! Thank you, thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday. There you go. Um, all right, good stuff. Good stuff, yes. everybody. Hello, TRS eighty. Yeah, and yeah, and and, and uh, tonight, I, yeah. I just want to put something else out there that sure. Sandy Durwood put into our chat room. Um, she said during this this horrible political time, my brother in law mm-hmm. is really missed, and um, she put her brother in law's obituary in there, and he was a journalist. And a oh wow! Consultant. And so I'm going to repost it, but his name was Steve Daly, and let's just give him some props because it's it's a, it's a member of you know Sandy's family. Yeah, and the you know the the world needs more more people who you know are on the side of truth. Yes. Yes, and so you know I, I thank, reposted it. We thank servicemen for their service. And uh, something happened this week to, to uh, Andrea Mitchell. She said she was covering something uh, at a military thing. She thanked the people for their service before she an interview with them. And he turned around and says, thank you for your service because you put your life at risk. Yeah. Doing what you do. And, and that's true of journalists in general, especially nowadays. So. And, and Joe, I'm glad you brought that up because... I've seen a lot of people over the years going after her because of her husband. Mm -hmm. And I get it. I do. I understand it. But the bottom line is that she's she's been doing journalism for 40 years. And she's a woman. And so I I just want to give her credit for being a woman in journalism in a career where women were not celebrated, were not promoted. I, I just want to give her credit. I hope that makes well, sense to you guys. Uh, you know, and, and since you reposted this, thank you for doing that. Um, I, I want to. Uh, th- this is from the Washington Post, uh, the obituary for for Steve Daly, and uh, I think it's it's it bears uh, reading. It's not that long, um, but it's got some fantastic information about his his life and service here. It says Steve Daly, sixty two, a journalist who covered. Congress and national politics for the Chicago Tribune before working in public relations died October 2nd at Virginia Hospital Center in Arlington. The Arlington resident had uh, sepsis. 
his wife, uh, Jane Richards Daly, said. Uh, Mr. Daly moved to Washington in the late 80s when he became the Tribune's national political correspondent, hired as a sports reporter in 1981. He'd also been the paper's television and media critic. In 1996, Mr. Daly left the Tribune to work for the public relations firm Porter Novelli, where he became a senior uh, vice president specializing in media training. Two years ago, uh, this would have been... Um, so, uh, mm, this is from 2011, so two years ago it would have been nine years ago. 2009. Yeah. So uh, two years ago, or nine years ago, he formed his own public relations, relations business, uh, Steve Daly Communications. Uh, he continued writing about politics, media, and other issues for publications, including Huffing the Huffington Post website and the Columbia Journalism Review. Wow. Um, what exists yeah. in, in, he says, uh, uh, what exists in Cableville now, Mr. Daly wrote uh, for uh, the Columbia Journalism Review in January after MSNBC dropped Countdown with Keith Olbermann, is a set of armies storming across open ground, interrupting, smirking, and eyeball rolling uh, to the cheers of their partisans left and right. Stephen Dennis Daly was born in Corning, New York, and received an associate's degree from community college there before earning a bachelor's degree in political science from American University in 1971. After college, he took a freelance uh, assignments while bartending uh, at the Class Reunion, a popular Washington hangout for politicians and journalists. His first full-time job was... Uh, Sports reporter at the Palo Alto Times in California, where he worked until he was hired by the Tribune. Since 2007, uh, Mr. Daly taught graduate courses in opinion writing and crisis communications at John Hopkins University. Wow. Um, and, uh, and it says survivors include his wife of 19 years, uh, Jane of Arlington, and one sister. And I think we knew who that sister is. So, um, so yeah. Um uh, and yeah, so I, I can, I can understand uh, why Sandy would miss somebody like that now. Yeah. So. And and if any, I've met Sandy. I know a few of us out there have met her too. Mm -hmm. Sandy's amazing. Her husband Hugh is amazing. And um, I'm glad, Kenny. Thank you for, thank you for that. Not a problem. Because, because you know, we all have individual stories, but in the end, they all kind of come together. And when people like friends of ours, like Sandy, share this, it, it, it's, to me, it's just, it's really important to... It's unifying. To, it's unifying, and it's, it's very important to embrace and raise up our free press. Yeah. And and it's it, and it's important to you know in sixty two that's that's very young that's that's a shame, um, but um but yeah it's it, it's important because you know there's a legacy of of you know just like in politics just because again the press is a branch of of our you know not a branch of our government but you know a, a pillar of our nation, like you said the third leg on the bar stool, and. There's a legacy behind that. We remember the Edward R. Murrows. We remember the Walter Cronkites, you know. Um, but there's a lot of people who weren't the superstars that kind of get lost in the shuffle. So it's nice to see that, you know, we can pay tribute to somebody who obviously meant a lot to someone that we really care about. And in turn, you know, we also care. So, um, yeah. 
Sorry, Susan was making a funny noise grabbing a cat in the other room. So <laughs> she's like, Why Hi, Susan. But uh, but yeah. So I I wanted to uh, and I, I wanted to update everybody. But thank you for sharing that, Sandy. That's that's great. Um, she says he he was best friends with uh, Jeff McNelly, who drew uh, the comic strip shoe and political cartoons. So, um, oh oh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, I, I I messed that up. Uh, Sandy says actually his sister is Mary Beth. She's a sweetheart and uh, one of my friends on. Uh, Facebook so um, but uh, but anyway um, yeah I wanted to update everybody on Skype uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working with not actively but you know I've been in touch with Skype support via Twitter and we're gonna hopefully get things sorted out for next week if ne- it might be it might not be back next week but I'm on staycation the week after so um it's gonna happen it'll happen we just got a lot of crap happening right now so thank you skype for adding to the more crap um uh and also (laughs) i I wanted to uh uh uh, since we can't take calls right now i wanted to make a recommendation a youtube recommendation for everybody i recently have discovered this show that i should have known about um apparently it started as a podcast and it evolved into a web series and then it, it got picked up by adult swim um and some people might know um you know well we have uh, you know it, it, th- at least one thing uh by this guy tim heidecker uh tim heidecker was part of um uh, gr- uh mr i'm sorry um uh uh tim and eric uh tim and eric's awesome show great job was where the uh our the sports jingle that i play comes from um and i think i have a few other things from their their show in my cart but um tim heidecker uh part of that comedy duo uh, started a podcast like six years ago uh with um uh you most people would probably know him as neil hamburger but uh the actor and writer and comedian um greg turkington so uh, basically tim heinecker and greg turkington play fictionalized versions of themselves on this uh show i i I haven't listened to the podcast but i've watched the 10 seasons on youtube uh of on cinema at the cinema you can just find it by typing in on cinema um you know season one season two season you know through season 10 uh but it's it's so addictive and so funny and and basically and and tim heidecker he's somebody you want to follow on twitter because he's a democratic socialist he is he's constantly he wrote an album of of trump songs called too too dumb for suicide i think is what it's called um and and, uh you know he's done some other pretty crass comedy stuff so he's also a defender of people like james gunn who got fired for his old tweets joking about pedophilia and stuff like that which i you know i'm i'm not going to get into that but but basically tim heidecker's an awesome dude but the, the the fictionalized version of himself in the in the web series on cinema he plays a right winger 
and it's not constant. It's not like you know Colbert when he was you know the fictionalized version of Colbert. It's just he drops these little things like every once in a while in an episode, and then he turns out to be like you know um, he he does these things that are very anti-conservative and very selfish and very self-destructive it, very much in the vein of what trump is like now i mean a lot of the stuff that he he does on the show and the accompanying show on comedy central decker uh he was very prescient about where we are today and that's why i've really gravitated towards it but it, it's a really it, it's funny because basically they do movie reviews and they have a rating system they give every movie like so many bags of popcorn but they give every movie like five bags of popcorn <laughs> just every time they're like oh yeah i really love this movie and they don't give you any insight into it they just like have the most superficial ridiculous review of, of the movies and then every season tim's character tim heidecker brings in this this crazy these crazy aspects of his personal life in this self-destructive like wannabe rock star stuff and always t tries to derail the show and greg turkington's character is like the the movie buff who actually watches the movies and he has a fun like subplot going through it where he's creating the victorville film library which is the largest vhs collection of movies in the united states and it is it is one of the funniest and most addictive shows I've watched on YouTube in a long time. And when you get to season 10, I'm going to have to get you the... I'll have to... Uh, for, for Tuesday, I'll get you one of the monologues that, that Heidecker did um, in season 10 about what he was like at his low point. <laughs> because... And, and, and now, I mean, the series has gone so far that Tim Heidecker has changed his Twitter account to Tim Heidecker for DA. He's running for district attorney and wherever he lives in California, but he's not. They do such a good job of weaving this alternate reality that it's it's just refreshing because we see so much of that from Trump and his his people and you know their indecency and everything and now here's the you know he's he's living out this life of this right winger that just makes horrible stupid decisions and you know and and knowing that you know it's a character like i said a fictionalized version of himself it's it's a it's a very fun and rewarding show so on cinema with tim heidecker and greg turkington on youtube you can't I bought a. I went and I got a Roku because so I could watch this on TV. <laughs> so uh, it, it's very meta. And what's funny is, is they actually the characters of the show ended up creating an action show for Comedy Central. So basically, the the real actors are playing fake versions of themselves who write and produce and act in. A, t a different TV series called Decker. Uh, they've gone to extremes to make this complete alternate reality, and it's so funny and entertaining. And um, it's uh, I can't recommend it enough. Start with On Cinema season one, and when they start talking about Decker, go watch Decker because stuff bleeds from show to show, and uh, it's uh, it's really impressive. And, and the episodes are anywhere from like six to. 15 minutes long but they average about 10 minutes an episode so uh so yeah so one season is about an hour and a half so anyway what do you guys think think you might check it out did i blather on enough about that um i yeah just put it up on the page 
Okay, I'll share it. So. Share. Share it on the Turn Up the Night page. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. That's all right. We we got to go to break. I, I rambled long enough about that, I, but I, I think everybody should uh, should check it out. So, um, And again, Tim Heidecker, Democratic Socialist, doing great things uh, on Twitter, go, getting blocked. He, he and I both got blocked uh, by this, uh, this NRA freak who... Um, uh, I, I I made some really crass remarks about him, but uh, anyway, I got blocked. He got blocked. Are we gonna talk cute. about the NRA? Wait, maybe briefly, maybe briefly, but uh, um, yeah, we could probably talk about that more on Tuesday because it was pretty late breaking, but we can make mention of it. Okay. But yeah, so all right, well, uh, thanks oh. for letting me ramble on about that. When we come back, we got some great Mark Levin stuff, everybody. It's wonderful, and of course, we'll gear up for some Mad Libs for the end of the show, and yeah, we'll we'll make a mention of uh. Uh, NRA cries poor mouth. This just in. So, uh, but yeah, anyway, it's break time. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Yay. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. If you've got a chair, sit down. Relax. I, I'm not, I, got, I got some stuff to say here. Broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Radio. It's coming. Here it comes. It's intermission time. Time to visit our concession stand. The show starts in three minutes. We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. And while you relax and stretch, visit our concession where you'll find something to please you. There are ice-cold drinks, delicious sandwiches, ice cream, coffee and snacks, and many other pleasing treats. Our foods are fresh and tasty, our drinks satisfying and refreshing. They're so good. Starts in two minutes. Crispy, crunchy, hot buttered popcorn. Really good. Tender, tasty hamburgers with all the trimmings. Gentlemen, save your battery and your disposition. When it rains, you can still enjoy the movie with a drizzle guard rain visor. Simply press suction cups to the windshield as shown in the detail on your instruction sheet. Drizzle guards are on sale now at the concession stand, and remember, they are reusable. Show starts in one minute. Hungry? How about a hearty Castleberry's Pit Cook barbecue sandwich? 
Castleberries has the smoky, savory goodness you get only with the finest lean chunks of meat. Slow cooked over a real barbecue pit to seal in the succulent juices and braised with a zesty barbecue sauce. No wonder Castleberry's pit-cooked barbecue sandwiches have such a luscious flavor. Great with soft drinks, french fries, and other fine snacks. Visit our snack bar now and ask for Castleberry's pit-cooked barbecue sandwiches. the show. Says who? Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! And welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, of course, welcome back to the program, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, also heard on the Tim Coromel Show. Hi there. Hi, that's me. Excellent, excellent. And uh, and I'm, my apologies if I sucked all the oxygen out of the room talking about on cinema in the, in the last segment. So, um, uh, but uh, but yeah, and uh, of course joining us uh, as always, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington D.C. Welcome back. Oh, Rain, you there? She died of oxygen deprivation. Uh oh. Well, that's what I did it. I did it. You, you uh, did it. Bobber of Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Are you back <clears> with <throat> us, sir? I am. Excellent. Welcome back, sir. I think I heard rain clear her throat. Are you back, rain? Yeah, I'm not dead. Okay, good. So, oh. and again, yeah, I, I apologize if I went on too long about on cinema. Didn't seem like anybody was too, too into the idea. Um, but anyway, that's my recommendation. So, um,. Anywho, uh, hopefully everybody uh, wants to hear from Mark Levin, because you know he's he's a oh, he, he's a character. It's uh, been a while. Yeah, totally and I, <laughs> what's that? I said it'll totally make my Friday. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> so uh, here we go. This is um, a jingle I haven't played in a while. You should show respect to your audience. This is an abomination. You jerk. This is how damn nuts the places become. You're a hack. Go ahead, Mr. Producer. 
that. Now have a donut and shut up, will ya? Civil War in the rank. Thump the Bible? Have I thumped the Bible once? Piece of crap, Republican Party. How pathetic you are. I think you're great. What the hell are you talking about? I thought I'd throw that in for a bonus. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And also his description of uh, the Trump cult. Short people, tall people, fat people, oh, skinny people, all kinds of people. No, <laughs> that's not the one I meant to play. Uh, I meant to play. I meant to play this one. Millions and millions of Americans, Nazis, racists, deranged, cultists, deplorables, and even worse. Uh, yeah. Short people, fat people. Yeah, I don't think I. I don't have my. Uh, I don't have my master shake uh, drops anymore. I don't know where those went. Uh, so anyway, Mark Levin should probably play that other thing too. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, you know, about people trying to use the phone and everything. They're taking out the long knives and trying to destroy the handful of conservatives we have in Washington, D.C. who are trying to use the phone! <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> That never gets old. No. no, it doesn't. It doesn't. So uh, I love this. I love this because uh, Mark Levin is just up in arms about what a drama queen Jim Acosta is being. I suppose I should ta stop talking about it and just play the clip. Cut five. Go. All right. Here you are. Well, a lot has been said about uh, the president calling fake news the enemy of the people. I have a different take on this. Why do the press hate the American people? Over 65 million people, give or take, voted for Donald Trump for President of the United States. I wrote this down. Various press outlets, reporters, hosts, or their guests have called millions and millions of Americans Nazis, yes. racists, yes. deranged, yes. cultists, yes. deplorables, yes. and even worse. Sure. How mm -hmm. do the press in this country justify calling tens of millions of people such outrageous names? And we conservatives have watched as the press have destroyed, as they're seeking to destroy Trump, Palin, Bork, Clarence mm. Thomas, Ronald Reagan, mm. the list goes on and on and on. The D.C. press corps today is the least professional press corps in my life. <laughs> they think that their job is to make it impossible for the president to function, to sabotage him, and to advance the cause of the ide ideologues, to advance the cause of a rogue prosecutor by the name of Mueller. And so the press really needs to, to be circumspect, take a look at itself. It won't. As long as they keep putting clowns like Jim Acosta out there, who is a drama queen of sorts. <laughs> really? Really. He's a drama queen of sorts, he says. <laughs> yeah. So, um... This is uh, coming from Mark Levin. From Mark <laughs> Mother Lovin' Levin. Only <laughs> a mother could love him. Uh, yeah. Uh, and even Mar she has her doubts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I just want to remind everybody of, of some of the things that Mark Levin, you know, just one thing. Here's just one thing that Mark Levin said about Trump in 2016. If you use your noggin, it's all out there in front of us. It's all out there in front of us. This is why I concluded after several months that I couldn't support this guy because Trump. I don't share his beliefs. He doesn't share my principles. And he has to persuade me. I don't have to persuade him. 
and he has to persuade you. Now, he can go around at every rally, I'm going to build a wall. It's going to be a great wall. And I'm going to make Mexico, hey, everybody cheers. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to bring American jobs home. How are you going to do it? By raising your taxes through tariffs. What? Oh, through tariffs. <laughs> hey, what happened? <laughs> wow. Wow. I can't support this guy. <laughs> Poor Mark. Sure, feel free to feel free to chime in anywhere you want. I'm working on Mad well, I can't even chime in. I want you to replay that because pretty much okay. everything he said was like something I want to be like, stop, now I have something to say. Well, yeah, there you go. Here. If you use your noggin, it's all oh. out there in front of us. It's all... Go ahead. You know what? I'm a German. Let's stop talking about the noggins. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Was that a family? A family, you know? Could be a family thing. Let's go on. <laughs> the, the George, the George Noggins. Who the hell uses the word noggin? Mark, Mark Levin. Levin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh wait, what the heck happened there? Um, yeah. So let's see rolls. And, and don't don't forget his slur against <laughs> the Republican Party too. Republican Party, Joe. The Republican Party. <laughs> that's what that's what huh. he said. He, here, listen. Republican Party. He loves yeah, calling he them the Republican Party. Yeah. So, but here, here, I'll, I'll keep playing. Tell me when to stop. Out there in front of us. This is why I concluded, after several months, that I couldn't support this guy. I'll just pause it right there. He can't support him, and now he's mad yeah. that now he's mad that um, we. You know, the, the, I'll say it as a member of the the small press, indie press. I refer to Trump cultists as all those things that he said, all those things that he said. All you know, the the um, where is it? the the Trump cults definition? He's sad that they're called this. Millions and millions of Americans, Nazis, racists, deranged, cultists, deplorables, and even worse. Well, they've proved it all. They've proved it all. They they call themselves that now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Oh, they do. Stop him when he's wrong. Oh, they call themselves yeah, deplorables. But Bob is Bob is really right. He's like they're happy to say like yeah this is us this is who we are. Yeah, we're yes. rude and crude and, and and screw you you know, you you snowflake liberals. That's mm -hmm. right. And there's a lot of non-evidence to prove it. <laughs> Wait a minute. There hasn't been any non-evidence yet. Anyway, here's more. Here's more of Levin from 2016. Because I don't share his beliefs. He doesn't share my principles. And he has to persuade me. I don't have to persuade him. And he has to persuade you. Now, he can go around at every rally. I'm going to build a wall. It's going to be a great wall. And I'm going to make Mexico. Hey, everybody cheers. Yes. All right. So there, there he is. <laughs> he's, not call, he's not saying he's calling specific names of Trump supporters. But... He's saying, oh, and everybody will cheer. You know, being a little condescending, being a, maybe a bit of a drama queen, I would say. Huh. So. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, what? What? It, it, you know, I mean, what a difference two years makes, you know? Um, 
Anyway, la- well, he, he had, he had to fall in line, you know, because otherwise he's going to lose all his listenership. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, strictly so. economics. Uh, exactly. There, there's no principles here. So uh, the last eight seconds. That's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to bring American jobs home. How are you going to do it? By raising your taxes through tariffs. And I'll give I'll give it to to Levin right now. He he was right. It's not really oh, going to yeah. affect me, you know. I don't think it's going to affect most of us. I mean, yeah. I mean the, the you know uh, well a can of soup, a can of soup might cost <laughs> a couple extra pennies. Um, but you know. Hey there! Thanks for the loud engine on whatever that is, you freak. <laughs> Um, oh, so that was one can of soup. I'll yeah. tell you. <laughs> it was cream of broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> it always repeats. Uh, so anyway, I, I don't know. It, please, anybody chime in on, on Levin here on him, you know, trashing. I, I just find it really funny that Mark Levin was sitting there railing against Trump, and I don't know. Now he's pro Trump. He's pro whatever will get people to not change the channel. Yeah, thank you. Right, right. I mean, this is all really bizarre to me. Like, oh, you know, tariffs. I got something to say, and it doesn't mean anything, but I'm on a radio station, and I'm going to say that, and I'm going to piss you off, and... I think two years ago he was actually telling his true feelings, and now he's just saying what his listeners want to hear. I mean, it's, yeah, it's sure. pretty blatant to me. Yeah, he's just like Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck was oh on his apology tour, <laughs> and now he took it all back and he put mm-hmm. a MAGA hat on. Yeah, really. <clears throat> yeah, these you know? these guys, these guys, these these low level right wing these youths. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's go with these youths. These youths. These low-level right-wing radio dudes. Just, it, it, it seems to me like they're just doing everything they can to be like, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna want, I want to be important. They're provocateurs. That's what they are. Trump got elected. Trump doesn't give in one damn fucking shit about you people. They're just jumping on the gravy train. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the yeah. farmers. The farmers now are with our famous hot gravy. Head. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the farmers are getting beaten over the head with these tariffs, right? Soybean farmers, and they're saying, "Well, it's okay." Yeah. We love we love Trump, we, but we I'm love gonna, him. Uh, we, we're going to lose our farm that's been in the family for three thousand years Aren't since uh, the Roman Empire. Wait, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I I'm heard not going to have <clears throat> any any food to eat. Uh, my kids are all going to die, but but we believe in Trump. He'll make it's it all. Just, it's a small sacrifice for the good of the country. That's right. <laughs> well, good. I hope your soybeans to crawl up your ass and die. Yeah, this up. You know, you know, they, you should put them up their big dirty asshole. Well, but 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 <laughs> Trump. Trump uses them like a prophylactic. He just shoves ISIS up his big dirty asshole. Yeah. I like how he has a sharp inhale at the end. You sound <laughs> well, like you had a little about it. Sound, had a little drool there. <laughs> <laughs> he was envisioning it. And I'm going to take a big turn off into the weeds here and say that I'm starting to believe that votes were changed. 
I, I wouldn't doubt it. That they actually flipped votes. You know, these it's the same ha hackable voting machines that have been around since um, since you know Bush was first elected. Sure. And, you know, Rain and I were talking about this. She, she was saying how paper ballots, you know, are traceable. And that's true. Mm -hmm. But the count has to go into a database at some point, mm -hmm. and that could be tampered with. Right. Yes. Yeah, so, you know what? I didn't respond to you because I wanted, I wanted to talk to you about that tonight. Okay. Okay, then. Go ahead. You're correct. Oh. <laughs> that's no, you're not... You're correct. Hold on. You're Hold right. On. <laughs> I will Bottom not take yes for an answer. Bottom line is that there's still paper. Yeah, there is a paper trail. You still have paper. No, I yeah, but, it, I but you it. still have paper. But it takes but the will right, to, to match it up. Yes, and unless there's a, a a really driving reason to go through and count all that paper by hand, they're not going to do it. I mean, unless, yeah. Only the only time they do some, something like that is if the if the vote's close. Well, and a case in point, right? 2000. Joe, just it's keep in mind, you know, paper. two years ago, two years ago here in Virginia, our our governor just turned it over and it was all optical scanning. Mm -hmm. And take a look at Virginia. Yeah. Well, yeah, we vote we vote on paper and then they scan the paper. Yeah, yeah we do too in Pennsylvania. That's what we do. Yeah, so but, but at some point th those scanners have to be uploaded into some database. The bottom, I guess what I'm trying to say place. is that, yes, they all have to be uploaded into a database, but the bottom line is that you're always going to have the paper backup. Sure. And, 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 you know, I concede that point. The point I'm trying to make is then you have to have the will to count the paper to say we're going to allow a challenge to what is the official total and um, we're going to count I'm the paper. That. And if you well, have a Republican Secretary of State who doesn't want to, they don't have to. Mm -hmm. Case in point, the Supreme Court in 2000. They yeah, stopped I, counting I, paper I ballots in Florida. Well, yeah. They said stop counting. Well, I hate to go into the weeds right now, but uh, we're, um, we're, we're getting ready to go to break. And um, I, I do actually want to go into the weeds, much like the goats in Boise, Idaho did today. Ah. <laughs> That's uh, from KTVB Boise, uh, Idaho. I'm assuming it's around Boise. Um, this was a, a big, uh, joy filled story for today. Here you go. Well, just in, Larry, we have a developing story, an unusual story to report. We've now learned goats, a lot of them, are causing quite a scene in a Boise neighborhood. Our Joe Paris is live in the middle of it this morning. Joe, what is going on? Well, Doug, I'm trying to stay out of the way because they're actually moving all their way down uh, the street here in this neighborhood off of Five Mile in Boise. I'll show you, though. They're right now just having a nice morning snack in someone's front yard. And this has been going on for, I've been told by some neighbors, for about an hour, maybe 45 minutes. And you can see that this is just a bunch of goats that showed up in this neighborhood here this morning. I talked with some neighbors. No one's exactly sure where they came from. Uh, animal control is here. They initially showed up with one truck and they realized very quickly <laughs> that wasn't going to be enough. I've tried to take count here. There's probably 75 goats, maybe a little bit more here. They're more. actually scattered throughout uh, the street down here in Boise. And again, no one knows exactly where they came from. <laughs> Some of them do have tags on their ears, so I'm sure they'll be able to find their home pretty soon. But for now, they're just going yard to yard, eating everyone's front lawn. I talked to one neighbor who said, well, it's, it's not great, but this way I won't have to 
mow my lawn this morning. But, Doug, we're going to stick with this story all morning. <laughs> we're going to see exactly how this develops. Pretty interesting sight here in a Boise neighborhood. Oh, my, Joe. Yeah, they are eating a lot of stuff. That rose bush they're eating is going to be gone in no time. We'll follow this today on KPB.com and here on 7. Oh, that poor rose bush. <laughs> this is like the, like the worst remake of the birds ever. Oh, I don't know. I, I like uh, goat apocalypse. Come on. Um, uh, night of the de- day of the living goats. <laughs> okay, so so a, a few observations and a, 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 at least one fact about this is um, what, what was the name of the company? We rent goats. <laughs> or, or that something. was the name of the company. We rent really- goats because a bunch yeah. of the goats they were all very well groomed and a lot of them had tags on their ears and things like that. And um, they apparently escaped from the We Rent Goats facility at some point. There was a breach in security. And actually, actually, they escaped from a facility that rented them. Oh, so oh. they... Wow. Tonight there's going to be a jailbreak. <laughs> a goat break. <laughs> they did. They did. They literally escaped. It was, from what I, from what I read and heard about, they were kind of someplace in I don't know where it was in this town but <clears throat> they were they were the goats were there to chew out stuff to clean out a drain mm. and they escaped well there you they go got fake fake passports and they got out oh the did they get did they get fake did they get fake fake food licenses <laughs> So, (laughs) fake fake grass. It's adorable because you know Rain was like, "Oh yeah, I was watching." I forget what other story you were talking about. You were like watching one story and the goat story, and I'm like, "Goat story?" You say? Yes. (laughs) Because I missed it. I missed it, and then I just typed in goats into Google. I went. You know what I did? I went. Do a Google search. You're going surfing on the internet. Yeah, so <laughs> it was goat. It was the greatest of all time. And it, goats, you know, yeah. So, so yeah. They, they again really going into the weeds. Um, so and the rose bushes. <laughs> oh, I there love was goats. Hundred and eighteen fucking goats. They I got lo- out. We had fake passports. We had uh, yeah, and food food uh, licenses, food IDs. Yeah. And it, it, you see, I, I love goats because we had three goats when we had a farm, and and I was mm, like twelve, thirteen, something like that. And goats are really fun pets. I mean, we we actually had uh, we, I I can't stand goat's milk, but but we you know we had a goat that we milked. Um, and uh, I've talked about goat cheese and lamb and stuff like that. There's that that thing that fatty acid in there that i, that I just ugh, it's gross um but they they're wonderful pets they're they're fun companions i used to play i used to play with with the goats all the time we'd run around and and they they'd charge you man they charge you they're they're little fucking heads man do not let a goat headbutt you do not let a goat headbutt you i will tell you that right now i mean if you grab because you know they'd come at me and i'd put my hands out and i'd grab their little horns we kept them trimmed back, but we'd let them grow a little bit, you know, because you can't let them 
grow too long or they'll curl and get all crazy. Um, but uh, but yeah, Here's so when the they thing. they had this little horns and they'd run at me and goats, all of those goats, the reporters like, yeah, I was scared of them because they're goats. Goats are nasty. Goats. These goats all were really well behaved. Yes. yes. They were all very yeah. well. They they were much much more pleasant than I, I'm not saying our goats were crazy and evil or anything, uh, because we you know one of them we had was really mellow. This one female goat we had it was like it was the two younger goats we had that were like rambunctious. But they were hilarious. They were fun little goats, you know. And you know what? A lot of people do have like house goats. You know, they keep in the house. Well, and and not not just that, but I mean you put them out and the one guy was like oh i was gonna cut my grass today but i don't have to now that's true <laughs> you could put a goat i mean goats will eat poison ivy off of your property and they're just like yeah i ate it it was good you know <laughs> yes. Uh, yes i wouldn't drink milk from that goats. goats my neighbor has fainting goats and they're, they're oh. really funny to watch throw a ball at them oh we just <laughs> threw food at them they get so excited when you feed them they fall over <laughs> They, don't know they just look do. like little bloated corpses when they just like, you know, blop. They do. <laughs> they go, just boom. <laughs> they go, boom. Fall <laughs> right over. So, uh, but yeah, Francie says, I want a pygmy goat or two. Ooh, there you go. Uh, but no, just regular goats are awesome. They're not that big. I mean, you know, they, they're goats. adorable. Goats are great. And their eyes are awesome, too. They're so creepy. No wonder people made them <laughs> like the devil. Black Philip. I think the, yeah, the eyes are. They have the weird iris that just in the and pupil. It's really strange. Yeah, yeah. The iris is like double almost. It's like a you know a filled in figure eight or something like that. It's crazy. Uh, but no, yeah. It, 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 seriously, Boise, the whatever neighborhood that was, that you had some fun today. But I do no, have Boise. to say, I share. I shared the. Uh, I made a gif actually from the from the video of it. They were and shared it with Rain and Joe and Bob today. <laughs> At one point in the footage, there's this there's this older guy in his PJs, and he goes out in his yard and he sees the goats, and he's just like he's kind of gently trying to shoo a couple of them away, and then he walks around the back of his house and he's still trying to shoo the goats, and then there's like thirty goats there, and he's like, I I, I can't shoo them all. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was just like PJs. you know it, what should have happened as soon as he went around the house. House is is the the the, the closing theme from uh, uh, oh what's the um, the curb your enthusiasm should have played yeah that, that would have been great I mean, blum, blum, I blum. loved him he was like no go 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 and he had little plaid pajamas yeah yeah <laughs> I have those plaid pajamas <laughs> but then he got around the corner of the house and it was like it's like resistance ah, is futile. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is beyond me. I yeah. need a goat farmer. Yeah. So. I just want to say I love goats. Yeah. See, I would have no problem. I have collies. I, they'd have them all in a corner. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah Dad, Dad uh, uh, is backing me up. He's like, I use the goats to mow my grass, and uh, they wheat grass, weeds, willow tree branches. Yep, because we had a huge willow tree in our front yard. They trimmed that fucker. They just hop up Here's on their the back thing. legs. I, I know that we have to go to break, but one thing I really love about this is that I think that the entire country is is kind of like pitched in to understand that if you have 
if you can't if you can't mow your lawn, if you got a whole bunch of shit growing up in the back corner, get a goat. Get a goat. Hire Calif- a goat company. California, get some goats. Have them eat that brush before you get the next wildfire. I, I'm serious. I mean, here in here in DC, we have the um, congressional um, we have the congressional cemetery. So there's a whole bunch of people who are congressmen who died, and nobody cares about them. And so, you know, somebody hires goats to eat the congressional cemetery. Do they hire Louis Goatmert to? No, no they don't. But goats, goats are awesome. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. Louis arrives at, at Congress uh, on a goat-drawn cart. Yeah, no, he he walks on goat legs. He he doesn't even know how to have somebody eat his asparagus. No, uh, going right to Photoshop. That's where I'm going. <laughs> so I, guess, I guess the point they're trying to make is I really like the fact that <clears throat> we have, you know, we have goats. on my asparagus. <laughs> the fact all that, right. you know, there are companies out there all across America who are like, we have goats, and if you don't want to mow your lawn or you got stuff way up there in the back. Sure. We're gonna you got a mullet? You got a mullet? They'll take care yeah. of a yard. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> that's kind of our yard. Is business up front, party in the back. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, but anyway, all right. We got to run to the break. Uh, goats for all. Uh, go we're goats. gonna we're gonna go ahead and go 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 goats go goats for Gomert. Goats for Gomert. <laughs> uh, they'll eat it. That they could eat the shit out of some asparagus. I bet. Oh, oh don't drink. Don't drink that milk. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. we'll be right back with uh, Mad Libs, and uh, we'll, we'll have a brief word about the NRA. Get that article uh, if you want to talk about it, Rain. We'll be right back. Uh, we got the list, Bobber's latest and greatest song, uh, coming up for you right now. We'll be right back. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Smooth-talking, jive-talking street thug. KennyPick.com.
looking for one Doesn't matter if you ain't your drugs Now we're round here to complain Or clean the shelves from the drain Sunday, come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Adam Hebert. On every episode of My Check Radio, me and my co-hosts are not only committed to telling you about the latest political news, but also about the latest nerd news as well. Whether it's the latest scientific discovery, the new season of anime, the ending of a cherished manga, or the latest in comics, television, or movies, my show is guaranteed to bring you something that will make your inner nerd go twee! So be sure to tune in to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert live every Saturday night, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. Thank you, Washington, D.C. Twice. And thank you, Boise, for the goats. Anyway, uh, welcome back to the show. No, I, I, And, of course, we have no more bad news for you right now. I'm sorry. That's a sheep noise. Uh, but <laughs> Are you kidding us? 
Uh, hey, there you go. Uh, rain with the, the pun. Very good. Uh, also, a quick programming note. Tomorrow, I'm going to be subbing for Adam uh, for all three hours on Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. And we're going politics-free zone, y'all. Uh, if anybody wants to be... Uh, 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 if any regular listeners... Uh, of Mike Check Radio want to be like reverse callers or co-hosts for a segment or two or whatever, let me know. I want to talk about uh, TV shows uh, that people are watching, movies, maybe, you know, books, music. I don't care. Whatever. Anything that's not fucking Trump or the NRA, who apparently is running out of money. <laughs> so rate <Well>, NRA. <laughs> Wait, that, that is some sweet Chardonnay, I gotta say. Oh, yeah, you're right, yeah, it's a Chardonnay. People taking pleasure in your pain. Chardonnay. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Rain, did you did you pull up that article by chance? Uh, the Rolling Stone one? The Well, the one about the NRA. Oh, there was a couple of them. I pulled up the one from Rolling Stone. Oh, okay. Oh, did you want me to pull up the one that you put in the chat? It doesn't matter. No, no, I don't. It, just as long as you have a little bit of info for, for everybody, I'm, oh, I'm good I with do. it. I do. From the Rolling Stone today, the NRA says it's in deep financial trouble and may be unable to exist. Oh, no. Yeah. That's. No. I, that's... I'm kind of... I, right. I, I, can I, can I read y- some of it? Yeah, but you know what? Before you start reading, let me cue up some sad music for you. Go ahead. So, the National Rifle Association warns that it is in grave financial jeopardy according to recent court filings obtained by Rolling Stone, and that it could soon be unable to exist or pursue its advocacy mission. And then in quotes, read the NRA's legal complaint at the bottom of the story, yada yada. The reason, according to the NRA filing, is not its deep entanglement with alleged Russian agents like Maria Bertina. Instead, the gun group has been suing New York Governor Andrew Cuomo and the state's financial regulators since May, claiming the NRA has been subject to state-led blacklisting. Sorry. <laughs> It's fine. It's fine. Sorry, this segment was interrupted by gunfire brought to you by the NRA. <laughs> so, so the NRA has been subject to a state-led blacklisting campaign that has inflicted tens of millions of dollars of damages. So, I, I just... Here's the thing. Here's, here's something I really want to say. And, um... What, what, according to this Rolling Stone article, the NRA is basically blaming the fact that they're suing New York State for their monetary problems. <laughs> I mean, you all it's, heard it's that, absurd. Right? Yes, it's absurd. We're suing New York, so send money. <laughs> and so, you know, I know a lot of our a lot of our listeners and and Ken, Joe, and Bob. You know, we 
We've actually... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm laughing out loud. There's oh. no... There's uh, The unfortunate thing is there's no magic bullet to fix this situation. No. Just regular well, bullets. Just regular bullets. Well, regular bullets. Maybe they, should, maybe they should rifle through their records and see Thank if they can you. find where their money went. Yeah. So. There could be a plastic bullet to it, but when this story... <laughs> when this... Thank you. See? Boom. Plastic bullet. Plastic when bullets. Plastic first, guns. When the story first came out, it, it, the, the, the NRA actually said, oh, we might have to stop the NRA TV because we don't have money. So right? are Do they, you guys all remember yeah. that part? Well, will they take sledgehammers to the TVs or will they use bullets? The fact They'll that just the break NRA- their courage, that's all. Well... <laughs> Okay. They'll cut up their they'll cut up their food licenses. That's it. <laughs> they'll they'll burn their food licenses. Hunger strike. Delete bullets. Please. Uh, so, <laughs> I, I guess it was I just, just the. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the uh, I guess it was the Russian money was the only thing keeping them afloat. Oh. Well. That's that's kind of where I was going with it. Are you saying they were ri- riding the ruble raft, Bobber? <laughs> <laughs> but then they shot a hole in the ruble raft, <laughs> and it sank. I, I'm just telling you, this whole this whole like the NRA doesn't have money is bullshit. Because it was it was you know the the NRA came out and said couple two three days ago, oh we might have to get rid of NRA TV. Oh. And then you read this, you know, you read this Rolling Stone article, and they're like, "Oh, well, we're losing money because we're suing New York State." Oh, that's and, so, so terrible. I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not going to be happy when they die. I really kind of hope that the um, the NRA. You know, Bob and I have drove past yeah. that NRA building in, in Fairfax. Yeah. It would be nice if it became. <laughs> I'd like to see a big for rent sign on the side of it. Yeah. Maybe it could become an Ikea. Yes. Maybe it could become yes. an Ikea. So. Yes. Why not? It's probably a big enough building. They're, anyway. They're seriously yeah. blaming, they're seriously yeah, it's, blaming it's the nonsense. fact that they've been having to sue New York. That's that's insane. That's insane. Anyway, um, but yeah, thank you for 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 that. I forgot about this. Um, I I started to watch some of the Hannity uh, clips last night where he started railing it on CNN and everything. So I actually took Hannity out of context. And from now on, when I play Hannity on the show, we're going to have this little introduction for him. Uh, It's going to go like this. All right, welcome to Hannity. We're going to show you blatant lies, fake news, bias coverage, narcissistic stupidity, desperately searching for a new crisis every second of every day. War against Christmas. We'll tell you about it in a minute. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, That's that's our new Hannity uh, intro, everybody. It's fun. Hannity. Uh, so anyway, all right, yes. good stuff. Thank you for that, Rain. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and do uh, Mad Libs now. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs. Oh God bless Mad Libs. All right, this is uh, 
this also, I, I pulled out the, um, oh, I'm not going to tell you what Mad Libs it is, but I pulled out another Mad Libs and I found one that had already been filled out. So we get two Mad Libs that we fill out with our chat room and a bonus one by the previous owner in purple ink. So, and they use purple as an adjective. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Uh, here we go. Bobber, uh, part of the body, plural, sir. Balls. Balls. <laughs> Excellent. Why are you making this too easy? I know. <laughs> Joe, verb ending in ing. Balling. <laughs> Balling. <laughs> Balling. <laughs> Uh, and what's funny is somebody used body in the sentence too. So, <laughs> uh, B A W D Y, not B O D Y, body. Um, and, uh, Rain, uh, name of a conservative or Trump lover or oh. whatever. Conservative. <sighs> you can do it. You know I what? Have faith I hate in you. these because there's so many. Who did we I'm talk about tonight? I'm Huh? Who do we talk about tonight? I'm going to go with Tucker Carlson. There we go. Pitched up Tuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, fake outrage from a fucking white nationalist. What a... Uh, all right. Bobber, another conservative. Um, hmm. Um... Uh, does it matter whether it's male or female? Nope. <clears throat> Dana Loesch. Okay. Oh, there you go. Taking a little N NRA inspiration there. There you go. Oh, that'll be a shame if she's in the unemployment line. Aw. She is looking for money. Anyway. Joe, I need an adverb. Merrily. Merrily. Wassling. Here we go, wassling. <laughs> I love that you said wassling. Thank you. Uh, Have you ever wassled? <laughs> uh, I did, but uh, not, not in public. Oh wait. Yeah. Oh. Again, <laughs> on, I, I had actually. Once, so. uh, well, you know door, what's funny is God. somewhere out there, there's a wassling tape of me, um, and uh, I hope it never. I hope it never sees the light of day. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, where do we leave? So, uh, uh, rain, a type of liquid. Oh. Oh, God. Do I go dirty or do I go clean? I always go dirty. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you, have to, you have to lean toward dirty. I'm not helping. I try to be a decent woman. But I'm going with dirty, and I'm going with semen. Oh, wow. I just read that in context. We are going to get fired from this show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> James Gunn will soon be looking for uh, work uh, along with you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Turn up tonight. In context, in context, that is horrible. Oh, my okay. God. I, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. It's all right. It's a I'm blind game. It's a blind game. Oh, my, I don't. Seriously, though. Go with it. Go with an alcoholic beverage or something because this is terrible. And you'll know why when we get to it. 
<laughs> give, give me an alter- alternative. Just do alcoholic beverage or something. Who? Who? You. You, Rain. Me? In, in, yeah, instead of no. semen. And you'll know why when we get to it, because okay. it would just be vodka. too crass. Vodka. Vodka. Okay, yes, there you go. That's good. That's good. Seriously, that no, it would have been way too rough. And you'll know it when I get to it. When you hear me say vodka, remember the original word. Um, and then, uh, okay, so, uh, Bobber, you get the last one, a verb, sir. A verb. Um, fisting. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just fist. Oh. The semen and visting and vodka. Oh, this is off the rails here. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. We got two. Oh, my. We got two plus the bonus uh, previously filled up. One day I'll go back and I'll just read. Uh, we'll do a show where I just read ones that have already been filled out. <laughs> that could be fun, right? Oh. Uh, so. I still don't know what is happening, but let's oh. go. Yeah, it's 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 rough. It's rough, folks. Uh, so here we go. This one is was filled out by the prior owner. It's called advice column. This is from Mad 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 Libs. That's yeah. That's the name of it. This one's called advice column. Oh. And it says, "Dear Claire, my purple daughter, who is only nine years old." Wants to wear a mini hairband with a bear bottle. She claims all the other shorts her age are running them. What to do? Signed, an anxious bed. Dear anxious, take my advice and ground your daughter for one million days. (laughs) (laughs) It's a long time. Dear Claire. My oldest sunscreen is a big slob. As often as I try, I can never get him to wash his pillow, brush his bed frame. Wow, this is tame. Or comb his butt. (laughs) (laughs) Or comb his butt before going to school. He He also stupidly refuses to take a bath or a fish, clean up his clothes, or... Make up the very hamburger he sleeps in. How can I flip? Oh. Signed, a wide mother. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, dear mother, you better clean that towel up before he turns into a filthy ball of bricks. <laughs> <laughs> that could happen. That- yeah. That's so awesome. I'm gonna save the I'm gonna save the the, the questionable one where we uh, seriously, you'll understand why I asked to change that when we get to it because that was rough. <laughs> <laughs> this one's called uh, from the same Mad Libs book, Mad 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 Libs cultural stuff. Uh, this is uh, one ballet. Ballet companies are springing up like pustules all over the country. Ballet is a form of dance uh, in which male and female penises don't say penis in this house. Tell a story through movement of their arms and bulls to body music. (laughs) (laughs) Two of the best known ballets are Noggin Lake 
in bowling beauty. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, nothing like a bowling beauty. Two, opera. Thanks to the thanks to the three crepuscular tenors, Pavarotti, Domingo, and Tucker Carlson. Oh, oh God! <laughs> we didn't say falsettos; we said sopranos, not falsettos. Uh, opera is once again playing to packed cesspools <laughs> in every major wall in the country. You could get those uh, cleaned, you know. Yeah, yeah. The sales of their tapes and compact checkbooks have established this trio of tenors as America's favorite meatheads. <laughs> hey, yo, All right. the meatheads. Three Symphony. Classical music is making a sultry comeback these days. Symphony uh, symphony orchestras led by murderous conductors <laughs> are once again are once again playing the slimy melodies of such musical kumquats as Bach, Beethoven, and Dana Loesch. Oh dear! You remember you remember her big musical uh, uh, movement, right? What wait, was that? Wait, Dana Loesch's musical movement. Yeah, uh, yeah, Dana Loesch's musical movement, of course. Uh, who could ever forget this classic? <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> they had to give her a shot. Yeah, they really. Once again, auditoriums are filled with non-evidences of all ages who rejoice in listening to a violin solo or a dandruff concerto. All right, now here's the big reveal of of the one that was. Did you have a question about that? No, I have no questions. Right. I just love Dandruff Concerto. Sure, sure. I love Dana Loesch's uh, conducting, too. Ah! Or whatever. <laughs> Compositions. <laughs> All right, here we go. In this, Okay, so, Rain, this is the one. Instru <laughs> instructions for the babysitter. Oh, oh no! This is why I had <laughs> oh, I had to change this. The rail. Just remember the original word when I get to vodka. Uh, <laughs> I already know where we're going. <laughs> the boys can watch an hour of moist television before turning off the meat wads in their room. Make <laughs> make sure they don't watch any violent chicken fingers or adult uvulas. Okay, so we're well, we're staying on uh, track here. That's good. If there are any phone hookers, do not identify yourself as the ostrich sitter. Take a message. Write, uh, write it merrily on the substrate provided. Remember, the baby gets his warm vodka around 6 o'clock. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, First no. time I had to censor Mad Libs, and 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 I I read it in context, and I was like, no, yeah, it's got to be something. Yeah, vodka. Baby gets warm yeah. vodka. Everyone, you'd be right to the top of Ross. Maybe maybe, maybe we'll say warm Pepsi. <laughs> Let's even go warm Pepsi. Oh, I know, I know. If the baby starts to fist in his cash money. Be sure to change his diaper before you put him back in his bacon. <laughs> if you have any tired, if you have any tired questions or pissy problems, please page us on our Russian. <laughs> Good luck. Please page us on our Russian. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, yes. Dressing. So remember, the baby gets his warm <laughs> blank around six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> nice going, Rain. Nice yeah. going. Yeah, I would have oh, gone with Santa hey, room, so me. it would have been even worse. Thanks, Tom. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, when they when they gave that to you, right? I was thinking Santorum, and I don't think that would have filled in very well either. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I uh, again. Please, <laughs> please let us know in the chat if uh, if I did a good job of censoring that mad lib. <laughs> you. No, you did. we would have gotten you fired did. from the show. All the you the, avoided being the opening story on MSNBC. Tomorrow. I know SoundCloud. SoundCloud would have completely suspended our account. You know, live web oh, yeah. DJ would have been like, "What kind of what kind of station do you have?" Tucker Carlson would be saying, "See those liberals?" Yeah. They're so, oh, look at that. so, so guys, a gang. I think a lesson learned tonight is sometimes you have to censor a Mad Lib, and that's one to grow on. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it all makes sense now. Oh, so yeah. anyway, yeah, let's. So. Let's do our parting shots tonight. So, uh, uh, all right, uh, Bobber, would you like to give your parting shots, sir? I I just like to uh, say, you know, sad sad farewells to the NRA, and um, and maybe oh. maybe Dana Loesch will get so heated that uh, that necklace she wears will start going off. Oh. oh. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that would that would just be good for everybody. I think. <laughs> oh, that would yeah, that would cause it. Yeah, that could make her squeal. Oh. Um, all right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Time to change. <laughs> uh, every once in a while, it happens, folks. Sometimes Kenny Pick goes through a phase. And uh, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's time to. Pretty soon, you're gonna have hairs growing out of strange places. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to comb his asshole. Yeah. Time to change. <laughs> you know, my I'll have to use uh, ISIS like a prophylactic. <laughs> yeah. So you know, uh, you know how that works, right? Well, but 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 but, but Trump Trump uses him like a prophylactic. He just shoves ISIS up his big dirty asshole. <clears throat> <laughs> I added the Rudy Giuliani grunt on the end of that, Joe. <coughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, Rain, what's your parting shot tonight? I, I, I no, just go with Joe. Just yeah. Go. Do you want to give the baby some warm vodka? I don't. I don't. <laughs> All right, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Joe, go ahead. <laughs> Okay, uh, I know we didn't discuss this tonight, but there was a New York man who flew a Nazi flag at his house. Mm. Oh. You know why? Why, you Nazi bastard! Why's that? He claimed he claimed he was hacked. <laughs> what? Oh, God yes. damn it, Joe. How, how does that even work? I don't so know. Wait, Joe, he flew a flag and he said that he was hacked. Hacked. Yeah. That's that, not how this works. No, no, no. You. It's not how any of this works. Central New York yeah. man claimed he was flying a Nazi flag outside his house as a distress signal. 
<laughs> because he'd been hacked. Oh, okay. dear. Okay. I got nothing. You uh-huh. No, I got nothing. Ken, nothing. All right. Fact, All right. The guy who flew a flag who said, I flew the flag because was I was hacked. Hacked. I'm done. I'm done. Was, I'm done. With his cry for help. Wow. So yeah. he, he was hacked? You're a hack! So, <laughs> <laughs> he was a hack. Yeah. How that. do you, how do you how does somebody claim they were hacked when they actually physically said I'm going to put that flag up there? He said I, it was a distress call. <laughs> well, okay, here's if here's the first question is <laughs> why do you own a Nazi flag? Well, well there you go. That's, that's <laughs> where did you, like, did you go into yeah. your trunk of Nazi memorabilia? And just yank oh. out the flag. It was the only oh, clean thing I had. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like when your car strands on the highway. You put a pay, you put like a plastic I mean, bag in your window. I, you know, I have T-shirts in my drawer that I'm like, oh, you know, I really don't want to wear this one. It's a little too heavy, or I don't like the design on it, or something like that. You know, uh, oh, I really should donate this to Goodwill, but I never get to the point where I'm like, now I got a Nazi T-shirt I can wear. <laughs> so. I mean, because I don't own one. In case you get hacked, you can put it out as a distress signal. I guess so. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> There's what some is... weird people out there. Yeah, I got yeah. it. Why, you Nazi bastard? So. They don't even know how to say Nazi. No. Yeah. Oh, oh you want to hear the, the Nazi uh, uh, the... producers? Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. I, I can accommodate. Here you go. He couldn't even say Nazi. He won't say no. That's all right. You tell him, Fritz. <laughs> yes, <So>. Fritz. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you tell him, Jerry. Uh, <laughs> all right. We got to wrap things up. Don't forget. Uh, uh, oh, please tune in for The Night Show tonight, uh, 11 p.m. All um, We're back to it. Spinning tunes. Um, uh, I want to have some fun tonight. Last week, we did an all covers show. Which was really good tonight. I don't know what we're gonna do, uh, but it's probably gonna be pretty upbeat stuff because I'm in a good mood. I'm really happy. It's Friday and stuff like that, and you know, Yay, Friday, yay Friday, and of course, turn uh, Mike Check Radio seven to ten p.m. Eastern tomorrow. Uh, I'll be filling in for all three hours. Adam will join us eventually, but I believe Miles, Michelle, and I think Cat might be there. I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't gotten the full details on that, but we'll find out. Maybe John Kendall. I'm not sure. But if anybody out there, Clint or uh, uh, Theo or anybody that, who usually listens or living, if you want to be part of the show and talk comics, movies, not sports. Not sports. Uh, <laughs> you live and we, not sports. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, uh, you don't do sports. Yeah. So... But anyway, oh, and Theo, Theo gave the only good reason to own a Nazi flag. Theo says, um, my dad owned a Nazi flag, but he captured it in the war and marked all the places he helped liberate in Europe in indelible ink on that flag, including Buchenwald. So that's awesome. That is. That's great. We'll, uh, we'll end the show with an amen for Theo's dad, an American hero and a patriot. There you go. Amen. So... All right, yeah, so stick around for The Night Show. And come back tomorrow, 7 p.m., for uh, Mike Check Radio. We'll have a hoot nanny right here on Indie Media Weekly. Nighty night.
That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> there hasn't been any non-evidence yet. What the hell are you talking about?